across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Thank you, George. Evening, dear listener. Don't call in just yet. Do you remember yesterday I played you a bit of that interview with Jerry Lewis, the really awkward interview? We've got the interviewer on. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So you get the gig from The Hollywood Reporter to go and interview a genuine American legend. In his time, one of the biggest movie stars around. One of the first uh, movie stars to direct his own movies. A genuine innovator in cinema. He's 90 years old. He's still working. He's a little bit grumpy, but he's still working. What a great gig. So off you go to meet the 90-year-old movie star to sit down and have a chat with him. You have a camera, you mic him up, and you start asking some questions from a showbiz legend that you think you are going to be answered by wonderfully long, verbose, witty replies. Instead... You get this. Feature on people who are still working in their 90s. Have you ever thought about retiring? Why? Uh, was there never a moment that you thought it might be time to retire or you would want Why? To? You, come from a, you come from a generation a little older, and I think of Bob Hope, George Burns, Sinatra, people you knew, many of whom didn't want to uh, or never retired either. Um, do you see similarities with them? None. None? What do you think drives people like you and, and them to want to keep working? Because we do it well. And how about... Um, what? Um, what's different about performing now for you than, say, 20 years ago? How is it, how is it different for you? It isn't. Not not at all. Not at all. Um, have you made any? Do you have to make any concessions to being, you know, old, older in your in your performing, or does it? How do you keep the material fresh for yourself? By working at it. You've had uh, a number of, of health issues over the last few years, as many people your age do. Anyone that's ninety does. Anyone that's ninety does. Um, continuing to work, does that does that actually help you get healthier? You know, does being sort of busy and engaged, do you think that actually helps you get get healthier? No. It goes on for another five minutes. That was, o- that was only a minute and 45 seconds, you heard there. And boy, oh boy, didn't it feel longer? And we're sat here listening to it. Well, I'm listening to it in the comfort of my studio. You're listening to it in the comfort of your bed or your kitchen or your car. Imagine being the person asking 
the questions. How uncomfortable must that be? We can find out, because I've got the gentleman here this evening um, from Los Angeles, California. It's um, Andy Lewis. Good evening, Andy. Hi, Ian. How are you? Well, I'm good, thank you. And I've got to say, you are no relation to Jerry Lewis. That's just a coincidence. Yep, that's right. Um, you work that that interview was for the Hollywood Reporter. For, j- just let, what is the Hollywood Reporter for, for the people listening in Britain? We're a uh, a weekly magazine about the industry, published here in Hollywood. Um, and how did you get the gig? How did you find out you got the gig to go and interview Jerry Lewis? So we were going to do this big package of people who are creative in their nineties. 10 people in Hollywood, Norman Lear, Dick Van Dyke, Betty White, and Carl Reiner, who are still gloriously working uh, into their 90s and trying to figure out a little bit about how that that works. And Jerry, who's a legend, was on that list because he's still touring at at 90. And I actually volunteered to do Jerry because he's a legend and I thought it would be fun and (laughs) I was going to do a couple others. So this seemed like a... Like it would be great fun. Um, Little I, did I know. I'm, I'm a, well, listen. <laughs> I've, I've been recently. I've been a little bit obsessed with Jerry Lewis because I've read a couple of books and I really got into his films. And we spoke to a friend of his, and we spoke to someone who'd written a book about him. Um, and he is. It's fair to say, throughout his career and throughout his life, he has been famously awkward. How did? Uh, I, listen, I've been trying to get him on the show. I know it's never going to happen, but it's kind of a dream. How did? Um, how was the interview arranged? Was it was it was it easy to arrange the meeting with him? It was it was pretty easy to arrange. And we have a good name out in in Hollywood, yep. and as you can hear, a lot of people were participating in this. Mm. So I took a couple calls to his manager. the 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 toughest part was just finding a day when he was um, not touring, and that we could do it. Uh, before the end of the year. So that was actually not as difficult as you would imagine. And how many people, because it, it, it was filmed, how many people were there with you? There was maybe five or six. There's a couple, a photographer, a couple of his assistants, a videographer, me, Jerry's manager. So maybe there were about five of us or so. Is it is it Jerry's manager who you hear at the end when he says, I think this is over now? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Jerry's manager. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's an amazing clip. When you've got there... Um, what was the reception from Jerry like? Was he, was he frosty from the off? Did you say something to him before the camera started rolling that annoyed him? Uh, boy, I wish I could take total blame for this. Um, he, I walked into his house, and he, I caught a glimpse of him in the living room watching TV, and he looked a little angry already. Uh-oh. But then when we did the photo shoot before the interview, he just was unhappy with the amount of equipment in the house with the photographer, with the number of assistants. And so he was, he just thought that we could do it with, you know, much less uh, hubbubaloo and he, and that, uh, that upset him. So already he was off to, he was unhappy with um, the number of people you've got there. And of course he's famously, you know, he's famously a very grumpy, controlling man. Um, You sit him down. You fire off the first question. At what point did you realize this wasn't going to go anywhere? Oh, I was pretty sure even before we started the interview really? it wasn't going to go well because I, I could see how annoyed he was with the photographer and, and that he wasn't – our photographer's a great photographer and has shot everybody from President Obama to ordinary people. And yeah. he was trying to engage Jerry, and I could see that Jerry wasn't interested in that. So um, 
I had this, I was already flustered when we sat down because I could see that he was angry and, and then uh, we were maybe in trouble. And after he, he answered the first question with one word and a glare, I knew that um, we were in, I was in trouble. <laughs> oh, bless you, Andy. Um, I, I love Jerry Lewis so much. And I, I, it's, it, it, for a lot of people, it's changed their opinion on him. I, I, I kind of respect him even more. I've, I've interviewed people. Right? I've interviewed quite a few people. And most people, they, they'll play the game. And they'll, they, they know that they're there to promote something or, you know, they'll play the game. But I have had one or two interviews where the person, for whatever reason, doesn't like me or doesn't want, you know, has had a tough day or uh, does, and, and, and doesn't want to play. Um, and you get the one-word answers, the yes, the no answers. Um... What was going on is, how are you feeling after the first yeah. couple of questions? Oh, oh, yeah, we've all been there where something yeah. has totally gone, gone south. I was, I was uh, you know, I, I definitely got flustered at that point. Yeah. I mean, it takes two people to make a terrible interview, and, and Jerry definitely didn't want to answer any questions, but I was definitely not feeding him the questions he, he wanted, and I was... You know, I, I was I traveled to Vegas from Los Angeles to do the interview, and um, all the other ones had gone well. And, and I was just was trying to do my job, thinking I don't want to go back to L.A. being the one person who was assigned to do one of these, and they didn't go well at all. And yeah. I'm just kind of praying that he'll take the bite on one of the questions if I keep trying, and then we can get a conversation going. Because you know, when you do an interview, sometimes you start with a question and you're just trying to get the conversation yeah. going and the ball rolling. And I'm just sort of praying that if he takes the bait at one of them, we can sort of move forward. And, and that never happened. And the longer it went on, the longer I knew I was just in a hole and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it, honestly. You do that thing, a, a bit, we had a little bit of it there and a bit more later on, um, and I've done it, where um, you know you're not going to get an answer from them. And as you're asking the question, you just see hatred in their eyes and um you start over explaining the question and it just i felt i I really felt for you andy because i mean i do love him but he was being a bastard then there's no two ways about it he he was not he was not playing the game um at any point in it did you think of going do you know what mr lewis i I can tell you don't want to be here should we just go yeah in retrospect Clearly, I, I maybe wish I had done that. I wish I had just paused for a second and said, is there anything we can do to make you more comfortable or more happy to make this make this happen? But I was a little afraid he would just get up and walk out. Yeah. And like I said, I all I was thinking was I've been sent to um, Las Vegas to do this, and I'm, I'm going to have to go back to the office and report that I failed. And I was just really trying to do my job, hoping that it would work out. I know that seems uh, somewhat silly in retrospect, but I – I just was really praying that yeah. I could get something out of them. No, you know, it was only supposed to be... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, I was gonna say and it, it, it's not silly, because, you know, it's not as if you're a paparazzi or you're doorstepping him or, you know, you kind of just, just rocked up as he's coming out of a, 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 a theatre or something. It, it, there is, you know, it was a prearranged thing, and he's being rude, you know. There's no two ways about it. He's being rude, and he's not playing the game, and that is unfair of him. Uh, yeah, he's he's not playing the game. He was unhappy, you know, uh, and with with what he thought was the setup and all the other things. And so, he yeah, he just didn't want to cooperate, and that was sort of unfortunate. You know, we were only going to go for about 
15 minutes anyway. It wasn't supposed to be a super long interview. So yeah. we were just really trying to get, you know, his thoughts on, on what's kept him vital and why he stayed um, in the business, you know, and why he continues to work. And we just couldn't get what we wanted. Who else did you, who else did you personally speak to, Andy? Did you do Dick Van Dyke? I didn't do Dick Van Dyke. I did Norman Lear. Wow. Okay. Which was, which was great fun. And, you know, Norman Lear told a hilarious story about how he's often thought about longevity going back to when he was a teenager and he was pulled up at a traffic light and he was the driver next to him caught him picking his nose and he was embarrassed. <laughs> and then he said, I thought to myself, maybe nose picking is the key to longevity and I should keep picking my nose. So, you know, not all of them went, uh, not all of them went terrible. And we had four or five reporters do these and, yeah. you know, Cloris Leachman, when we asked her, have you ever thought about retiring? And she, her answer right away was, F no. Um, and so, so, um, it's a great little, it's had, a great feature. It's a great feature. When you went back to the office, um, with, I, I imagine with you, you, you rocked up with your tail between your legs a bit. What, what, what did your colleagues say when you, you, you kind of presented the evidence to them? Well, that's a great question. Yes, I did come back with my tail between my legs. But then over a couple of weeks, the, the video made its rounds around the office, yeah. and I could hear people laughing. <laughs> and people, I could hear laughing at the other end of the office. And people would send me notes, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. This is funny. And I sort of saw that there had been a kind of unintentional you know, comedy in this and that, um, that the video would be, you know, in my own failure, there was some comedy. So actually it was the reception in the office that made me feel a little bit better about it. Mostly because people, like I said, as the video made its way around the office, I could hear laughter over the course of a couple of weeks, you know, there'd be some uproarious laughter and then somebody would come up to me and said, I just watched the video. <laughs> and I and felt it, better. it's gone viral. You know, it popped up in my Twitter timeline over the last couple of days, about five or six different times. It popped up on my Facebook. People were emailing me uh, the link. It's gone all around the world. People love it. Yeah, people do love it. I, I think the best description of it somebody gave was, a real life version of Zach Galifianakis's two ferns between two <laughs> ferns, you know? and I, I thought that was right, or, or or I thought that you know Ricky Gervais would love this because yeah. this is you know awkward British comedy and it's very yeah. and it's very best, is it not? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, do you know what, Andy? I was saying to my producer, I would have so much respect for you today if when we'd started this interview, you'd have just gone, yeah, uh huh. Maybe. <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking you might have done that, and I would have loved you if that oh, whole interview had been awkward. Um, it's, I think, honestly, great. Andy, I think it's brilliant. I, this makes me love Jerry Lewis even more, the fact that he's 90 years old, and he doesn't give us stuff, and he is, you know, and I'm sorry he was rude to you, and I think you come out of it really well as well, because you, you, you sound like a, a delightful, uh, you know, person, and he comes across badly, but it makes me love him even more. So thank you for that. Sure, you know. Sure. You know, sometimes things just go wrong. And, and given all the things that are going on in the world, if people are laughing at this, yeah. I feel like that's, that's great. Yeah. That's, you know, I have, I'm totally fine with that. Have you had any feedback from him? Has, uh, has his manager or anyone been in touch to, to, to say, pull that video or anything? No, we haven't heard from him at all. And I, I don't expect to, you know, hear from him. I don't think he has anything to apologize necessarily. I mean, I know, I know what you said, but he was unhappy yeah. with it and he expressed that. So, you know, that, that that's fine. And, but he consented to the interview and, we put the video up, so I don't expect to hear from him, and um, and that's okay. Who's the, who's next? Who's the, who's the next big interview in your diary, Andy? 
Well, I think I need to take a, a break for a few days. Uh, I think I think my bosses have said that I can have a few days to catch my breath before I have to tackle anybody else. Well, you listen, mate. Thank you for coming and joining us. Have a lovely Christmas, and um, all right, you too. Well done. It's it's a cracking video, Andy. Thank you very much indeed, Andy Lewis from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, uh, we played a lot of that clip last night, and it it's done the rounds on Twitter, and it's done the rounds on on Facebook, and it is wonderful and um i love jerry lewis even more because of it because he comes across as a cantankerous old so-and-so it's wonderful thank you very much andy what a pleasure to talk to you okay ladies and gentlemen the phone lines is open and if you don't want um alan caddick to be the first caller of the night you better get in quick Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to watch the show, we're on Facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. Good evening, dear listeners. Um, you can call in about absolutely anything you want, and I'll kind of reiterate what we said yesterday. There's so much misery and nastiness and, and horribleness uh, going on in the world that I kind of just thought, you know, it's a few days before Christmas, isn't it? I'm not feeling very Christmassy, but it's a few days before Christmas, so why don't we do our darndest to um, just, you know, have fun and celebrate and um, embrace. Instead of, if you want hatred, if you want anger, if you want, uh, you know, all the anti-whatever rhetoric, there there are so many places you can go and get that, dear listener, so many places. Um, and you're welcome to, you know, if that's what you want, you're welcome to. Um, we can make this three hours um, for the next few nights, three hours a night, where we, we don't um, scare each other and we don't spook each other and we don't get each other angry. We can do that, can't we? Can't we? I see on Twitter now it's um, fashionable to attack Brendan Cox. Who's he? Oh, it's um, Joe Cox's uh, uh, husband. Yeah, you remember the MP that was murdered? Yeah, it's fashionable to attack Brendan Cox uh, these days. Um, not, even, not even had the first Christmas without his wife. Yeah, and we're already um, attacking him. <laughs> Seriously, honestly. Uh, you look at the, the feed of some other broadcasters, in inverted commas, and, oh, God, the abuse to this poor man. Just because he said something about Nigel Farage, the abuse this poor man is getting. Oh, it's shocking. What have, what have we become? What have we become? We're attacking Brendan Cox. He lost his wife. Six months ago. Six months, blimey. He lost his wife. And we're at five or six months and we're attacking him. Why are we doing that? What have we become? Oh God, what are we? Um so if you want that, that's out there. Right? That's out there on Twitter and it's out there on Facebook and it's out there on other radio shows. Um we don't need that here, do we? Let this be a little Christmas window where we embrace and we celebrate and we laugh and we enjoy. Should we do that? Can we can we kind of have that as as a contract between us? Would that be okay? Good. Thank you. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you never called, we call you back. So you phone up, you'll speak to Kathy, you'll speak to Ed. They'll take your name, 
your number, they'll give you a ring straight back and put you on. That's generally how it works. And uh, as, as I was saying to George, in the, the very brief 90 seconds we have as we swap over, I kick him out of the studio and I come in and he goes, um, the phones are going to be um, pretty empty this week because, well, <laughs> as he said, jokingly, you've got to be a sad case to be listening to us um, this week. <laughs> he was joking, but I get his point because it's Christmas parties, kids are off, um, work parties, it's all kinds of stuff. People are going away. So it's going to be um, quiet on the phones, and I'm prepared for that, and that's great. So if you if you do give us a call, you, you know, you'll get on. Even Holy Ken will get on who's calling us. 0344 Look at that saying that, and all the phones have gone bonkers. Let's go to Harry. Evening, Harry. Evening, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Harry. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. I'm just ringing you for the first time, just because you wanted cheering up. I just rang you to say Merry Christmas. Merry... Now, thank you, Harry. You said Merry Christmas, not Happy Christmas, which is the correct way of doing it. Yeah, it's Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Thank you. The number of people that think it's acceptable to go, oh, Happy Christmas, what? It, it winds me up. It, it annoys me so much. Well, it's it's wrong. The song is, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And you wouldn't wish someone a Merry New Year. That's just stupid. I don't even want to wish them a Happy Christmas if they say that. I want to wish them an unhappy yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I want them to, Do you know what? You're right. I want them to have a miserable Christmas if they want yes. to wish me a happy Christmas. Bar humbug to them. <laughs> Bar humbug to them. What are your Christmas plans, Harry? Uh, well, it's just uh, with the family and uh, listening to talk radio all Christmas <laughs> Day, I'm sure. <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. you got Julia Hartley Brewer at one o'clock on Christmas Day. Flipping, oh, yeah, eh? I won't be listening to her, then. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we, my mum will come to us, then we'll go around to my mother-in-law's. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling Christmassy at all, though. You know what? I'm not, I'm not either. It was me, it was my last day at school today, Ian, and then um, I think maybe tomorrow I'll, uh, Get into the Christmas spirit. Blimey, they kept you late. Tuesday the 20th? It's mad. It's mad. That's outrageous behaviour. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm fuming. Yeah, I can tell. I can t- I, I'm, I'm getting the fury in your voice, Harry. And I'm, I, You're an angry young man, and I can understand that. I can appreciate that. Well, I, thank, I, you. thank you for calling. Thank you for breaking your duck. Um, That's OK. It's, it's nice to hear new voice. How long have you been listening to, to this show? Uh, to your show, only a couple of weeks. I am a fan of John. Oh, John Holmes. Yes. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, so you've been listening. Hang on a minute. How can you <laughs> listen to John Holmes, who's on? I think what is he on one till four in the yeah. afternoon when you're at school? Uh, because listen again is a, is a brilliant is a brilliant feature. Okay, so you're not suge- you're not saying that sometimes you sit at the back of class with headphones in listening. Um. No. Outrageous. Kids these days, blimey! Um, all right, well, listen, I'm, John, you're right. John is absolutely brilliant, and he's and he's uh, he's well worth listening. I'm glad you stumbled onto this mess, Harry. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Merry Christmas, up yours, and a happy new year. Thank you very much indeed. You see, there we go. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. What a nice young man. Is it though that they um, listen in the back of class with? Because you because you get t- like tiny headphones now, can't you? Like. They're um, like little buds. Put a little bud in your ear. <coughs> and um, just one hand over your ear, like that. And you can listen away to, um, to John Holmes. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine the generation of young people that are going to be thick 
because um, they missed three hours of school a day because they were listening to blooming John Holmes. Outrageous behaviour. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Alan, Tony, Holy Ken, stay there. Come to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Give it up, Alan. Hip, 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 hip. Yes, I accept that hip, hip, hip readily and verily. I'm looking up a talk radio website for schedule for Christmas Day. You just say that again, but in English. I'm looking up a talk radio website schedule for the Christmas schedule Day. schedule for Christmas Day. Yeah, wagwam, wagwam. It looks like a normal Sunday. No, it's not. Have you got best of you at six o'clock in the morning? Oh, while the kids are opening their presents, yeah. you can listen to me. Then Jakey up at eight. Huh? Then let's talk with Emin Holmes at 11. Ooh. Then Andy J at 1. No, 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 no. Batman. Julia Hartley Brewer's on at 1 o'clock. Looks like someone hasn't updated the website. Someone hasn't updated the website. Hang on a minute. Well, let, let's, um, hang on a second. Let's, let's, let me go and have a look at this. Talkradio.co.uk. Let's have a little look at the old, uh, are you a schedule or a schedule, man? Schedule. Schedule. All right. Um, um, radio schedule. There we Sunday, go. 25th of December. I know, I know what day Christmas is, man. I'm not stupid. Um, hang on a minute. All right, so you click on schedule, then you go down to Sunday, the 25th of December. Oh, yeah, look, look, look. Andy J's on at one. Seven days of talk radio with Kath's on at three. That's wrong. Johnny's on at four. That's wrong. Bob Mills at seven. That's wrong. At least Howard is right. That, well... Um, Ed is going to... There we go. Ed has sent me the um, schedule. Do we need to give you the proper schedule? Yeah, let's, let's have the schedule. Let's do it. Let's let's do it, Alan. Right. Christmas Day. Hang on a minute. Tw- uh, 25th December. Right. Six o'clock <coughs> in the morning. Yeah. Paul Ross, full set Christmas breakfast. Oh, Paul Ross will wake you up on Christmas morning. Yeah. Is that is that pre-recorded or live? We don't know. Let's say live. Yeah. Uh, James Wales on at 10. Oh, yeah. One o'clock, it's the review of the year with Julia Harley Brewer. I thought she was off. No, I told you she was on. Christmas yeah, but, Day. Christmas yeah, but, Day. It'll be a pre-record. She ain't coming in. Yeah, because she's currently not well. Sorry? Currently not well. No, is she? I think, what, where did you get that from? Could I just listen to a trial about James Riley's covering for her? Yeah, I don't think she's what? ill. I think she's just got a week off, innit? I thought she'd had this plan for ages. Right. Oh, we could spread the rumour she's not well. Yeah, that's good. Post, post-truth. It's post-truth politics. Julie Hartley Brewer's off ill. Is Her Majesty on at three? three? Yes, she is. Yeah. Then ten past three till six. It's the year according to Delaney. I don't know what that means. That's Sam Delaney. Six till seven. John Holmes walks with gorillas. It's actual gorillas. What a... Seven till ten, Bob Mills. Ten till one, Howard. I'm Howard Hughes. The unexplained Christmas special. The unexplained Christmas special, and it'll be all about the baby Jesus. I thought it would have been about Santa Claus. Um. Well, it, the thing is, the moment will have passed by then, because it, it will all be about Jesus. Because that's that's a mystery. Jesus and Santa Claus—they're the same person, aren't they? I don't know. Are they not? Well, that'll be something for Howard to talk about. Yeah, it'll be something. I mean, he'll talk about anything. I um, I enjoy... I'm getting into a new um, routine on Sunday nights where 
I turn Howard Hughes on on my phone. I've got the talk radio app on my phone. And I'll listen to him on a Sunday, and I'll have it beside me, and I'll fall asleep listening to Howard Hughes. So I dream about bullshine. Mm, have you been to any Christmas parties yet? Well, I went to the the um, News Corps Christmas party, which was very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, the Talk Radio Christmas party. No, the News Corps Christmas party. I didn't go to the Talk Radio Christmas party. All right. I didn't go to that. Uh, I, I'm not... You know me, Alan. I'm a man of few Christmas parties. And, and, and you've got the boys as well. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm work. No. I'm working. But are the boys going to be with you Christmas morning? The boy, yeah, well, yeah, the boys, are, but the boys will be there Christmas morning. They're all rock, rocking and rolling and ready to go, Barbara Ann. <laughs> well, with me, I've got my brother coming down from Blackpool. Oh, what, what have you bought your brother? I've got um, Xbox. Well, he's going to get me the mini Mega Drive. Your brother's not called Robert, is he? Yeah. He's listening to us right now. Spooky. He's posting on my Facebook page. Oh, my God. Oh, Robert Caddick. Robert Caddick. Alan Caddick's brother. My Robert Caddick. They come from the same mother. My oldest brother. Robert, phone, Robert, phone in now. Robert Caddick. Oh, we've got to get the Caddick brothers on. Robert, phone in now. Phone in now, Robert. He's posted on my Facebook page. Robert, 0344-499-1000. Phone in, Robert. Phone in, Robert. Come on, we want double Caddick. That would make any lady hot. You mean interesting? Sorry? You want Casper to be mum? I wonder just how she feels speaking to me, brother. When, um, uh, well, I wonder how I'll feel speaking to your brother. I wonder how you'll feel speaking. I wonder how I feel you'll feel speaking to your brother. I wonder how we'll all feel. Does he, know, does he have access to a telephone? He's got a mobile. It, is he, does he live in Blackpool? Yeah. He's calling in now. Robert Caddick. Alan. He's, hang on a minute, he's calling in. This is the, this is literally the most exciting thing. This ever happened? We need to get this on the podcast. Oh, you better believe it, baby. We're going to get a TV series out of this. The Caddicks. When they met, it was Moida. Oh, I'm so excited. Right, hang on a second. Right, Alan, Alan shut up. Can I speak to Robert Caddick, please? Hiya. Hey! <laughs> Hello, bro. Hiya, Al. You're right, kidder. Oh, that was. I didn't feel to be on talk radio. I know, no, well, I just thought I'd listen on Facebook and then I thought, so I might as well stay Robert, you, you know that Alan's an actual radio legend? I've heard and seen it on YouTube and everything else, so yeah, I know, and thank you very much for pulling up with him as well. <laughs> well, it takes, it takes him off your hands, I suppose, so in, in that way, it must be a help. Mum and dad's hand as well, so it gives them something to do, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert, can I tell you, what an absolute bless you. What a pleasure it is to, 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 to speak to you at last. We've heard a lot about you. Um, I hope it's all good instead of bad. No, he's been slagging you off terribly, mate. No, not alone. No, Alan, 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 no Alan I, I will deal with this. You've been very, very rude about Robert over the past... Um, no, eight, I haven't. Yeah, oh, no, I haven't. Vaguely libelous. <laughs> No, I haven't. Um, if anybody tells me to my face anyway when he sees me, so. <laughs> um, we had, um, I did, did he tell you this, Robert? Me and Kath, um, my producer, we did a, a, a little thing um, last weekend. Uh-huh. We did like a sort performance of ring. performance ring. We did like a talent night where it was made up of all the listeners, not all the listeners, of listeners. Right. And um, 
Alan was the opening act. What, did he, did he do his star check in my hands? <laughs> yes, I did. You know him so well. He's famous for his star check, and he's done it since he was about 14 years old. He's oh, absolutely... That must drive you nuts. It's, it's, it drives me nuts, but he's good. He's also he's far, fair play to him. He performs it. He does perform it. And, and once is, is marvellous. Uh-huh. Um, but having that for the, over the last however, 24 years, or however long that is, that would, would drive a man to drink, surely. That's why I moved to Blackpool, tell you, before I can get away from it. <laughs> Kiki! <laughs> oh, it's so funny hearing even two brothers. Even 130 miles isn't far enough, tell the truth. Say that again, Robert. I said even 130 miles isn't far enough. I tried getting on the space station, but the one allowed me, tell the truth. Hey, Robert! Here you are, Major Jim Shut up! <laughs> uh, um, uh, Robert, how is Blackpool this time of the year? Must be... Is it a bit bleak? It's cold, but, you know, it's it's warm, but, you know, that's Blackpool for you. I can see the tower from where I am as well, so... Yeah, yeah. You've been up there for a while. Not the tower, but you've been in Blackpool for a while. Six years. Hey, uh, how are you finding it? All right. It's all right, tell the truth. It's sort of better than I thought it would be, but, you know. Yeah. And are you going back You're going back down to Birmingham for Christmas, are you? Yeah, I'm going down on Christmas Eve, so... Beautiful. And is mum, is mum doing the, the Christmas dinner? No, I am. I'm cooking it. Oh, you're... D- oh, f- oh, what a good boy. What a good son. Yeah, well, my mum's not been very well, to tell the truth. I don't know if Alan's told yeah, you. Yeah, but... no, we've... Uh, how, how is she doing now, Robert? She, she's on the mend, is she? She's moaning, which is a good sign. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, we've had, we've had little updates, and we all got very, very concerned when mum went back into hospital recently, so that's good that she's... Yeah, um... we, well, because I haven't spoke... To, I've never spoke to my mum and dad for a couple of years, and then I had a phone call saying that she was really ill, etc. Yeah. And then I've kept in touch, and she's getting a lot better, but, you know, it's it's trial and error. She'll get better, and then when she's better again, she'll just clip Alan here when she can. <laughs> oh, isn't it funny? Because I, I, I didn't speak to my dad for quite a few years, Robert, and, um, and I, I made peace with my dad. I'm not prying about your situation, but I made peace with my dad just before he got ill. Mm-hmm. I made peace with him, then he got ill, and he, he, then he went and died. And it was, it was a terrible bit of timing, so... Um, you know, I, 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 I hope. I, I hope yeah, I understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? It's similar to my mum, mum and my mum and your dad are similar circumstances, but right. luckily enough, my mum survived. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, her wish was to get everybody back together again. Well, it's, me back down, it's so. funny in it how that sometimes does it. And you do? Are you cooking the full works, Robert? Yeah, I'm doing turkey, the full works. Brussels sprouts, sprouts, pigs in blankets, carrots, everything. Worst parsnips. Yeah, roast parsnips, roast onions, a lot. And what are you getting me for Christmas? I knew I was intrigued what you're getting me. Yeah, Alan, what are you getting Robert for Christmas? I'm not saying. Yeah, well, how much are you going to spend? It's already, it's already been bought, put it that way. Where have you hidden it? It's, on, it's wrapped up under the tree. <laughs> how big is it, Alan? <laughs> you got a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, shut up, you caddick. Shut up, caddix. What? <laughs> shut up, caddix. Which one? Uh, both of you now. <laughs> God, I've got two to one. Oh, this is a nightmare. Listen, Robert, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you, mate. Thank you for... I saw you pop pop up on um, Facebook, so thank you for calling in. You're a very good sport. Um, no problem. Best of luck cooking the, the, the dinner, and I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I won't, thank you very much. You have a Merry Christmas as well, and I won't pest you as much as Alan pests you. Oh, you please. I'll just listen, because I, like, I do like your comment, and I think you, how you talk about things and everything. Like, I think you spot on. Shut so. up, Alan. He's, he's being nice about me. He's actually saying something nice and constructive, which is, he's been on the show for five minutes, you've been on the show for eight months, he's contributed more in this five minutes than you've ever done, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> I prefer Robert over Alan.
Oh, thank you very much. But I'm, you know, I, I know what some of your issues are controversial and everything else, but that's good. They just say what everybody else is thinking, and I Bless just you. them for that as well. So, Robert, nice to speak to you, mate. Have a lovely Christmas. Alan? Yeah, mate, Merry Christmas to you all as Cheers. well, and I'll see you soon, Alan. Okay. Alan? Uh, yeah, Ian. Up yours, mate. Bye bye. 0344. 499-1000. Well, that was weird! Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, hello, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. If you're listening online or on DAB or on your smartphone, good evening. Lawrence, we're trying to call you and it's not working, so could you give us a call back, please? Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Um, Tony. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, Tony. What what you got? Um. Well, I thought I would sort of come full circle with the whole Dexter Fletcher thing because oh. we haven't spoken since. Why didn't you call in when we had Dexter because Fletcher you on? Me. Because of what? Because I was too embarrassed. Because on the night you sort of said. Oh, she'll call in and we'll never get a word in edgeways. Oh, you muppet. I know, I'm a bit sensitive. No, I didn't, I, I, the thing you, is... You, is, bo- you I, bottled, Tony, you bottled it and that's fine. No, the thing is, I speak to you, but I, I was ne- I've never, I would never speak to somebody else. What, what you'd never speak... Ever. ...to anybody else. I'm the only Any, person you speak to. Literally. Fruitcake. <laughs> No, it was just, you know, I speak to you and... Um, uh, he was nice, Dex. He's got, I call him Dex. Me and Dex. I like Dex. Yeah, yeah that's nice, isn't it? Yep. Your friends. Yeah. Your friends now. Yeah, well, you could have been friends, but you, but you bowled it, so he's mine, yeah. I've nabbed him. I know. So, the thing is... Um, oh, can I ask you a question? You can ask it. I may not answer it. Okay. Do you remember I said to you... To watch Wild Bill's the very last frame. Well, yeah, and I misunderstood that because I thought you meant till like the end of the credits, but you didn't. You just meant to the end of the film, which is what I would do anyway because I, I watch oh, films. I know, I know. But, but I, so I'm sat there. I no, I, do, I, I'm sat there and I'm sitting, wait, watching the credits, going, oh, there'll be a bit at the end of the credits oh, because yeah. she's made such a specific point about watching it to the last frame, and there wasn't. No, you just meant frame. the ending. In the ending. Why would I? Why would I not watch a film till the ending? Well, if you remember, you did say I was dead to you if it wasn't good in the, yeah, like, in the yeah, first twenty minutes. I, but, oh, it's okay. Well, my point was, it was just you. He laughs now at the end. The film, yeah. You've seen there's certain things that are really worth watching, like for example, the plane scene, the lift scene. I forgot to mention the plane scene to him. There's a brilliant shot where they're th- throwing paper airplanes out the window. And this paper airplane goes for absolutely miles and the camera tracks it all around and I forgot to mention that. It's, and then the, the, I thought the end scene was very similar to the lift scene, except for the lift scene he was working himself the, up. The lift, scene, he, lift scene he was going down and in the last scene he was being driven. The last scene was like the end of the Long Good Friday. No, but you know, he was, he was like really upset, wasn't he? Yeah, then, and then, then he, he started went laughing. through the whole range of emotions yeah. and then that smile at the end. Yeah. I just thought that last smile at the end, it yeah. was just so... But why wouldn't I watch a film till the very end? Um, hmm? oh, I don't know. Mm. But do you know what I, I found out recently? Yeah, go on. Y- you know Avengers films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it the Avengers ones? Oh. If you watch them all the way to the end, there's always a 
Yeah. That's what I thought you meant. There's always a bit about a minute after the credits that's a teaser for the next film. Oh, and I thought that's what you meant when you said watch it to the end of the... Or like James Bond, where it says James Bond will return in Octopussy. Does oh, all that... No. Do they still do that at the end of James Bond films? James Bond will return in. They used to do that with the Sean Connery and Roger Moore. James Bond will return in you, um, um, The Living Daylights. Well, I didn't get to the end of Spectre, so um, I don't know. He's a bit boring, um, Craig Douglas. As, not Craig oh, Douglas, like, he's I Kung like Fu fighting, isn't he? He's the, he's, he's the Kung Fu fighting man. I'd like to see Craig Douglas doing it. <laughs> Kung Fu fighting man. Everybody was Kung Everybody Fu is, fighting. Yeah. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. Kicks was Ooh. fast as lightning. There were funky Chinamen. <laughs> from funky Chinatown. Funky Chinamen. From funky Chinatown. It was a little bit frightening. Couldn't make a song like that now, could you? Political correctness gone not, mad. Not really. No. So funky China men. I said funky. You're allowed to say funky. You can say funky. Do you know what funky means? Mm. Do, 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 do you know the origin of the word of, uh, funk? Funky. No, no, I don't. <clears throat> it's it's quite unpleasant. Are you ready for it? Oh, okay. I'll prepare myself because I once said to somebody, "Do you know what munted means?" And they had to prepare themselves. This is worse than that. What, the muntering? I don't want to know what that means. Uh, uh, no, I don't think you do. Fun- you know when somebody says... I no, I know, fun- yeah. Funky means the smell of sex. Oh, the funk. The what? F- funky. Funky means-, means the smell of sex. Which, by the way, smell of sex is a great name for a band. So when Michael Jackson says at the beginning of Thriller, doesn't doesn't Vincent Price say something about the funk of? Let's hang on a minute. Does Vincent Price do it? Does it? Is there not something at the beginning of Thriller that says the funk of well, so many well, let's thousand have a look. Hang on. Thriller? Um, it might be stench. It might be. Let's not. have a look. Hang on. Um, thrill. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Just before he says the something of the thriller. Yeah, let's find out. Word. Let's see what he does. So Michael Jackson is changing into a into a werewolf. It's the same, it's directed by the same guy that did American Werewolf in London. Same John Carpenter. John Landis. Landis. He's in the opening scene. He comes out of the crick. Hang on a minute. Where's... Oh, hang on. Where is my... Where is Vin... Where is Vincent Price? Here we go. It's is Vincent Price in the middle? No, it's the, at the beginning, isn't it? The... Well, he's not... He's not, not there. Hang on. Here we go. There he is! There he is! There he is! Listen. The foulest stenches in the air. The funk of 40,000 years. Oh, the smell of sex of 40,000 years. Oh, that is disgusting. Who thought that? Oh, Michael Jackson. It is disgusting. The smell of sex of 40,000 years. (laughs) Oh, God, that is disgusting. Dirty Jackson. And that was just um, the socks under his bed. So, John Landis. Yeah. You know the video? Yeah. 
of Thriller. Yeah. He is in the video. I think I'm looking at him now. There's a, he's the fella coming out of the drain, is he? He's, no, he's coming out of the crypt. Oh, I'm not looking at him then. Okay, then. But, um... Oh, um, we covered a lot of ground in that phone call, Tony. I'm, I'm wrapping it up because I really want to get to Holy Ken. Oh, can I just say one more thing to you? Yeah, go on. I wanted to um, observe the fact with your interview with Dexter, by the way. Yeah. How you got so much out of him. Yeah. And I think because he wasn't there prom- to promote something, because nowadays most people just come on to promote stuff anywhere, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And I think because he wasn't there to promote anything... He just talked freely, and the, you know when you talked about. Um, I didn't know he lived in a. I didn't know he lived in a exactly. car when he went bankrupt. Incredible, incredible. And to say that just so freely. Yeah. Um, I'm quite I'm quite good at my job, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Ian, isn't it? Isn't you it? are the best. You are. Tony, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you missed the interview with Dexter Fletcher, it really is cracking. Um, it's on the podcast. If you go to iTunes, type in Ian Lee. Uh, it'll pop up. You go to Pocket Cast or your usual podcast provider. Um, you'll be able to um, to get it there. Um, Holy Ken, did you know what funky meant? I have no idea, my friend. I have no idea. It means the, it means the smell of sex. I heard you know, yes. Yeah. But listen, I've got some wonderful news to... If it, is it, can I ask you, Holy Ken, is your wonderful news about Jesus... Yes. Yeah, I know, I know it's Christmas and everything, but <laughs> I know. But, Ken, I just find you bearing witness. I find it a little bit... I think well, you let do... Me tell you. No, let me... no, I think you do Christians a, a disservice. He's gone. <clears throat> okay, well, that worked. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I do. I've not got a thing against Christians at all, at all, at all, at all. Um, uh, and I don't mind people. I, I, I don't. You know, I I was at a carol service the other day. I love all the stories and all that. I love all that. Um, and I don't mind people talking about Jesus either. It's just it's done with such a in in Ken's case, such a. Ken won't have a conversation about it. I'm quite happy to have a conversation about it. But 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 Ken exudes a certain arrogance about it. And and it's arrogance I don't like. Not not Christ, not Jesus, not God, not the no, no, I love all that. It's great. It's the arrogance. Um I don't like. And 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 I think mine and George's are the only shows on British radio that he can um he can get on. And if he's just going to come on and say that, you know, some people think I'm being rude, and well, maybe I am. I oh no, hang on a minute, he's hang on a minute, he's come back for round two. Yes, yeah, yes, Ken. Hello, Ian. Oh, God, I thought we got away with it. Ken, yes, you what? You disappeared. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd got me off. No, 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 no. Au contraire, you just vanished. I was going to tell you about a wonderful experience I had thirty-six years ago. Is it when you? Is it when when Christ entered your heart? Pardon? Is it when Christ entered your heart? Well, let me tell you. No, no, Ken, I, because if it is, I was just saying, and you will have missed this, um, I, I'm not anti-Jesus, I'm not anti-Allah, um, I'm not anti-Islam or anti-Christian, I'm not anti-Vishnu. Um, um, I'm a bit anti-Vishnu, actually. 
Um, I'm not anti any of these things, right? Every, everything is groovy in its own way. What I am anti, Ken, is um, just quite boring stories rammed down my throat with a hint of arrogance. And w- with the greatest... <laughs> yeah. Come on now, you're talking nonsense. There's, I'm not. Nonsense there's the arrogance, me. Ken. There's the perfect example of the arrogance. <laughs> nonsense no. you just don't like jesus That's okay the truth of the there, there's the arrogance you're right i hate you're right i hate jesus uh, not arrogance i'm being honest no it, it's, it's, it's is arrogance like it is arrogance yeah. ken because i've told you my position and you've completely ignored it and and that's part that's the problem i have with these calls we don't have a conversation you talk at me and if i if i'm going to get any point across to you i have to resort to shouting at you and not taking a breath it's the only way and i don't like it ken it doesn't work for me mate so well, i'm going to ask you i'm going to ask you do is all you do is mock me. That's right. No, that's right. Um, I'm yeah, going to ask. Yeah, you're okay. a mocker. Yeah, and, and and you're a mod. Um, I'm going to ask. Mocker of Jesus. No, I'm not, Ken. You're not Jesus. No, I don't. You're, you're not Jesus, yes, Ken. You do. You're, that's why you're in trouble. Ken, Ken. There we go. There's the arrogance, Ken. I'm going to ask you. Can you do a favour for me? I'm trying to help you. I love you. I'm not against you, Ken. Can you do a favour for me? Listen, Ken, 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 can you do a, Ken, Ken, could you listen, Ken, could you listen to me? That would be a start. Would you listen to me? Will you listen to me? Uh, If you do a favour for, yeah, Ken, okay, Jesus loves me, thank you. Would you do a favour for me? No, not necessarily, it depends what you're asking. Okay. No, I'm I'm not going to ask you to touch my willy. Um, what I'm no, going to ask you to do, Ken, no, 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 Ken, what I'm going to, Ken, what I'm going to ask you to do is really simple. He's gone. He's gone again. The favour I'm going to ask him is to never call me again. Because there's the arrogance. There's the arrogance. Oh, your life's in trouble. You mock me. You mock Jesus. I was just saying I don't mock Jesus. If I wanted to mock Jesus, that would be all right as well. But I don't particularly want to mock Jesus. Um, I just don't like the arrogance. Your life's in trouble. You're depressed because you turned your back on Jesus was the line the other day. Um, And I don't want to ban... Anyone. There's only one person banned from calling, and, and we all know who she is. Everybody else is welcome to call. Even, um, what's his face and idiot chops. Um, so I don't want to ban Ken. I'd like him to take voluntary redundancy as a caller to this show. That's what I'd like. The, the, the being rude there was, was a low blow. I'll accept that. I apologise for that. It was a low blow. Um, but I, I would like him to take voluntary redundancy because I just, you know, you've still got George that you can call, and I think you can get onto James Whale as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not that desperate for calls that we need to to fill with Kim, but I don't, I don't want to turn him away. I want him to make the the, the realization that this is not the place for him. Maybe I will, maybe I will, but we'll see. We'll be, it would be a bit mean banning a Christian in the run up to Christmas, wouldn't it? That would be a, even by my standards. That would be a bit. <laughs> that would be a little bit. <laughs> Oh man! Oh. Sorry, Ken. There's no room for you at the inn. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but I'm not mocking G. I, I, I don't even need to justify myself. Hey, oh, I, in fact, Christians love me, and I'll tell you why. I've had an email from some Christians. I'm up for an um, I'm up for an award from some Christians. Yeah, this is absolutely true. This is actually true, and um, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you after eleven o'clock. I've got the I've got good news for you. I'm up for a, a Christian award. This is absolutely true. 
344 499 Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Seriously, I've, I, I forgot all about this. I meant to bang on about this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get an award from Christians because I'm a good citizen. I'll tell you all about it in a bit. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making... Every man has his techniques. And they're all different. Something wrong with that. Why is that distorting? Why is that distorting? Let me try this. Hang on a second. Every man has That's better. Technique. That's better. And they're all different. They said you're not normal. I don't you sing R&B. I said I got no rhythm and I got no blues. I'm as happy as can be. They said how can you not box a hip hop? I said I most certainly do. Did you not see me dancing the other night like the girls on Channel U? Yeah, I can wind down low, be like the girls in the videos. But for me that's much too slow because I... Ended. There we go. That's what happens when you play a song on YouTube. You just don't know where you're going to go. So, have a listen to this. <clears throat> I received an email uh, a week ago from a young lady called Tracy Byrne. Hello, Ian. I hope you're well and really happy in your new job. What a delightful way to start an email. I imagine the social life will have taken a bit of a pasting, but it does all sound a lot of fun. I don't, I've never had social life, so I'm, I'm more than happy to be working. You remember her, Catherine? Yes, you remember her? LGCM. Now, I can't remember what LGCM stands for. Um, Lesbian and Gay Christian Movement. Oh! Has just compiled a rainbow list. Of people who've stuck their head above the battlements in the name of inclusion and sanity. Oh, that's interesting. I'll read on. And I'm writing to ask if you'd be happy to be included in it. What? You've been nominated as a result of that interview. 
You paid a very heavy price. Yeah, I got shafted by the BBC. And we owe you. We'll be publishing the list next week and there will be a reception to celebrate at Westminster in February. Uh, maybe an opportunity to prove that all Christians are not intolerant haters because some of them are doing extraordinary work. I know that. Uh, maybe you'd let me know. So, look at me. Rainbow warrior. I'm a rainbow warrior. Still, I've still not had, despite losing my job uh, at the BBC for what I did, I've still not had one gay man come on to me. Not one. Not one gay man has said, Ian, thank you for what you said and thank you for what you did. If you want, um, if you wanted to have a free bunk up, and I'd, I would, of course, I would look deep into his eyes, stare at him, and I'd look like I was about to say yes, and I go, I can't, but thank you for the offer, and I break his heart, I break his gay little heart. That's what I'd do. Teach him a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's nice, isn't it? Th- uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm not anti-Christian. I'm not anti-Jesus. I don't hate Jesus. What a ridiculous thing to say! It's the arrogance of people thinking they know me and they know what I stand for, and and and, and they don't at all. So um, Ken, I, I I would like you to. He's not listening, but I would like you, Ken, to reconsider your um, application as being one of the callers to this show because um. I think a lot of people find it quite boring, really. Um, 0344 499 is the telephone number. Stephen's been waiting for... Well, not that long. Good evening, Stephen. Hi, Ian. Great to see you last Thursday. Do you remember? I popped into the studio to see James. Oh, we... yes, you were You um, were helping James align his chakras. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I was with a healer. Yeah, I brought a healer along. A complicated story. I Ed need knows. a healer. I'm holding out for a healer till the end of the night. And he's gotta be good, and he's gotta be strong, and he's gotta be larger than life. Larger than I life. Must say, I must say, you're incredibly tall. Cause I think myself is tall, as six yeah. foot one. Yeah, what it's Six five, real. Six. I'm I'm, I'm six four. I, I I must admit, I'm, I'm um um when I stand near people, I go up on tiptoe a bit just to intimidate them. Six one's nothing, Stephen. Tiny. You're you're, you're a wee fella. <laughs> like a million. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very much so. Very tiny, insignificant in terms of height. I'm afraid. Um, I apologise for leaving a mug in the studio. Absolutely. Yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. We threw it against the wall and smashed it. Yeah, I can imagine that. Sorry, but. But you, but you know how how assertive you are in throwing everybody out. Yes. Get out, so we all. Well, the thing is, because when when it, when it's George Galloway, right? And George sometimes has a friend. So George sometimes has a friend sitting in the studio with him who, who doesn't speak, which which I find very odd. I'm, I'm always amazed by how different presenters, how different presenters work, and the the traditions and the um uh, the habits they get into and quite often i'll come into the studio and george would have a friend sat there reading a book it's wonderful i might start bringing friends in um but george he'll pick up his he'll put his jacket on he'll put his hat on hat on he'll pick up his cups and he'll walk out right and he's gone and we say we have a little chat how was the show george enjoy have a safe evening he, he goes wonderful right james and ash well, they were, they were scra- Ash the other day was scrabbling around on the floor because he'd lost his Rizzler packet. James is generally drunk and is telling me some ridiculous, obscene story about one of his showbiz buddies. And I'm going, yeah, that's great, but uh, I've got a show to do and you're ruining my vibe. So it's just a nightmare getting them out of the studio. I hate it. 
I can imagine it. Well, it seemed it on that night. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Uh, didn't, didn't get a chance to speak to you. I just said hi. But no, you she, she, she was hiding from you. She saw you and she was like, whoop, I'm off. Well, we don't, well, we tend not to meet the listeners, Stephen. It's never, it's never a good idea to meet the listeners. Can I tell you, Jason Cundy gave me some prawn cock, um, what prawn do you call cock? Prawn? Gave me some no. prawn cock. <laughs> you said prawn cock. He said, Stephen said, Jason Cundy gave you some prawn cock. Get that to the papers. It's some prawn crackers. I'll get my words mixed up. You get, you're getting, don't get crackers mixed up with cock. <laughs> Flipping heck. Oh, what, what a night that would be. Because I saw him and uh, he was taking orders to go around to the takeaway from yes. the members of the staff there, you see. And, and I said, oh, hi, Jason. And he was a bit surprised how I knew him. And I said, well, I sometimes listen to talk sport Sorry? as well. Sorry? What? And, uh, so, uh, and then when he came back, he said, oh, would you like these? And he just handed them to us, me and the um, heater that I brought along. Yeah, uh-huh. so it was very nice of him. Yeah, so, uh, well, good for you. It's more than I've ever got out of him. Well, actually, it's not t- tonight. That's not true. Tonight, he was letting a lot of things out. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, he spoke well of you, actually. Yeah. No, he did say. He said something about you're a nice fellow. Something like that. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Why would anyone be surprised by that, Stephen? I am a nice guy. Now, what have you called him for? Actually, first, can I just say technical what thing? What do you mean first? You first? <laughs> you've just been on for ten minutes, and now you're saying first. You you can't go first after ten minutes. No, but. The line went blank during your conversation with Ken. So just to let you know that there might be a technical thing on the phone. You know, There'll be a technical thing in your face in a minute. Yeah, but you know the, the other week when you sounded like a Dalek to the callers, you yes. know, and it was yes. something. Well, when you started talking to Ken, it went completely blank until you finished the conversation with Ken, and then it went to the news. So My mind is going completely blank. Get to the point of the call, Stephen! <laughs> can I... Oh, can I just blow my... No! No, you can't. You can't. Ten minutes into a call, when asked to get to the point, go, but first. No, you, but you've done your but first. And then after you've done your but first, 12 minutes into the call, say, can I just... No! That was your cue to get to the point of the call, Stephen! Bad luck. Try again next time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Eddie, Phil, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Two carrots are better than one. It's double the pleasure. It's triple the fun. What film is that from? Two. It's not Caddix. I don't want to say two. Caddix are better than one. It's double the pleasure. It's triple the fun. It's um from um I think if I got this right, isn't it from the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? And it's the scene where Napoleon is at the water park. And that's the music that's on in the background. Two caddocks are better than one. It's double the pleasure. It's triple the fun. Hang on a minute. Let's have a... Uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I, I, if I've remembered that, then I'm a genius. Bill and Ted, Napoleon, water slide. Here we go. Here we go. Isn't the internet incredible? Here we go. Here we go. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, no. That's someone going to the location where they filmed it. Why would you do that? Um, 
I'm unable to find that clip of the movie. If someone could... Yeah, exactly. This is what old people's homes will be like. You go to a care home now, and they're talking about the war and, and Doris Day and all that. And um, so, But you go to an old people's home in 40 years, and it'll be loads of people going, What was the song that was played during the water park scene with Napoleon in Bill and Ted? And I'll be going, Easy. Two. Caddocks are better than one. It's double the pleasure. It's triple the fun. And they'll go, well, that's close. But the actual lyrics are two heads are better than one. But And I go, that's what I sang. And I go, no, no, no. You definitely sang two caddocks are better than one. It's double the pleasure, etc., etc. Why did you sing that? And I'll go, hmm. I don't know, but it was important once. You wait, guys. 2056. That's, those conversations will actually be happening. Eddie, I'll come to you in a minute. Let's go to Phil first. Good evening, Phil. Good evening, sir. Hello, boss. What you got for us? Um, well, uh, firstly, what, what, what you've just said, you've got to be more um, bothered about whether you wean yourself or not. <laughs> Um, when you get to that age, I, well, I, 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 well, yes, Phil, Phil, I actually currently am undergoing several, um, bladder training routines. I've got some DVDs that I watch, um, Davina's bladder workout. And, um, there's another one from the girl from Geordie Shaw. Uh, and it basically, it teaches you to strengthen your bladder. So when you get older, you got a tight bladder. You, I don't think it's... say the words pelvic floor anyway. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's meant necessarily for bladders, actually. I think it's meant more for women that have had a baby. But um, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very tight down below, Phil, so I don't think we'll have any problems there. Oh, I, I, I do have... I actually have something to talk to you about. Oh. And it's... Um, do, are you doing any uh, personal appearances now? Because I'm, I'm sure you did... Back in the day, I don't know if you remember the conversation uh, where we talked about uh, how famous you were when you were doing the 11 o'clock show and, uh, I, you know, I loved everything you were doing and then you kind of disappeared. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, dark days, um, very dark days. Are you, doing any, are you doing any personal appearance? Where do you live, Philip? Um, I don't... Phil. Where? Um, uh, Nottingham, Leicester, Derby. I can travel. I did, I did a show in, didn't I do a show in Nottingham last year? I think I did a show in Nottingham last year. Didn't I? Maybe not. Um, am, am I, have I got, well, I'm doing a few more Ian Lee versus radios. Oh no, I did a talk in the university. I'm doing a few more, um, Ian Lee versus radios, but I don't quite know where. There, there, there is a there, there is a place where I'm leading to this. Um, years and years and years ago, yeah. I went and saw Billy Connolly. Oh yeah, who was the uh, he was the funniest man. Well, yeah, uh, and the great thing about him was you were laughing so much you couldn't remember anything he said. Genius. There's the genius. You see, so you can go there and see him is. twice. You have to go it's, and see him twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the I accidentally met him the next day. Oh. Um, I'm walking through town, doing my job. And he's came up and asked me where there was a vegetarian or vegan restaurant or whatever it was. Yeah. And... Oh, excuse me, Phil! And oh, that's not Scottish. What? Hang on, I'm trying to do a Scottish. 
And it was funny. Excuse me, oh, Phil, but can you tell me, is there a vegan restaurant around here? That's not bad. Well, the point I, I'm kind of getting to is that uh, I ended up spending half an hour, 40 minutes talking to him and his friend. That won't happen um, if we meet, Phil. Well, this, is, this was where I was getting to. Because, I'm very, uh, very, one I'm one very, thing... very good at cutting people off short. <laughs> very good at it. One of the things I was getting to is, if you are going to go anywhere, yes. I'd love to come see you, but I, uh, the, one of the things I would love more than anything is to spend half an hour with you, what? where there's no talk radio, uh, no in, in front of an audience, um, and just to talk to you, not for like a selfie time thing I've made. Selfie time? Just to you know you're sounding. You know you're her. now officially sounding like a stalker. Oh no! No, no and that's no. what a stalker would say. You no, want no. to spend thirty minutes with me? No selfie time, see, like see, a date. No, no, it's like no. It's like I don't want to do a selfie with you just to put it on Facebook to go. Oh look, I've mainly ain't he great, ain't I great? So why do you want to meet me? Oh, because I think you'd be more interesting no. off of the radio. No, 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 no. That you, you, there's your first mistake. No. Uh, uh, off the radio, I am dull, quiet, and introspective. You wouldn't get anything out of me. No, I'd to no well, you don't know. You don't know. i tell you what, Phil. You can meet me for half an hour. You can meet me. Phil, listen. I, Phil, I will meet you for half an hour. Right. For 400 quid. Um, actually, I'm going to pounce on something you just said, well, not ten minutes ago. Yeah. Maybe I ought to get someone in on my radio show. <laughs> what does that I'll, mean? I'll, I'll, well, you said it, so uh, I'm putting myself up for it. If you want someone in on your radio show no. who listens to oh, it... Oh, like, like George Galloway has his mate. No! You said it, not me. Yeah, I know, and I'm saying now I'm saying No! Well, well, that's fair. Why do you want to meet me? What do you think you'll get out of meeting me? Because, I, well, honestly, I'm, I guarantee you, I'm, I'm I'm dead quiet and dull off air. I found you an interesting character, like, back in the day, and I was I was quite made up when... Um, I don't know how long you were on talk radio uh, yeah. uh, before I started listening to you. Yes. But you've always, you've always been interesting. You've always had something to say, and but you've always been... But that's my job. That's my job. Intellectually sound. I, I am intellectually sound. That, that, that was on. Uh, yes, that's correct. But that's my job. That's my job is to talk. But this is this is performance. Me talking to you now is theatre. Me talking to you in Costa is torture. Well, unless you pay. That's f- for, uh, up to me to decide. Uh, you know. No, uh, no. It's up for me to well, decide. Maybe, maybe I'd say. He's- no, it's really dull in real life. Maybe I'll... But why... But why... But... But why would I want to put myself in a position where you could say I'm really... But why... I don't understand... Um, why would... I don't... What do you think you're going no, to get to, out of... To be, to be honest, that was... That was probably not the right thing to say. It, no, but um, well, I don't understand what you I, think you're going to get out of it. We're not going to be friends. No, I'm not expecting that. No. Not for one minute. Um, but I'd like to know the difference between the Ian Lee on the radio, the Ian Lee on uh, the, the eleven o'clock show. Oh God, that guy! Um, I was never, I was never that guy. I was never that guy on the eleven o'clock show. That was just me acting. Um, but you did it well. Yeah, I did it. Uh, I did, I did so it brilliantly. Billy Connolly, when I when I went to see Billy Connolly, yeah, 
he was a completely different guy that I met. Yeah. Um, and I got a lot out of it. Yeah. I didn't. What would I get? Out, what would I get out of it? I wouldn't get anything oh, out of it. Well, um, maybe you might get half an hour of conversation. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, you've got to do it first, haven't you? And then go. Well, well I don't have first. to. Well, that wasn't. I don't have to. Well, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you'd either go that was a waste of time, or maybe. Um, there's, there's something to be had out of meeting the audience that have known me for years and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you could get something out of it. I could get something out of it. It could be a waste of time for both of us. It could be. If and I, and I, I, my time, I don't like wasting my time, so I'm going to pass. It's, to me, it's like um, mm-hmm. uh, someone who uh, won't, won't eat foreign food, who won't eat, uh, some British guy won't eat that foreign malt. Not, not wait, even, wait, 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 you're, you're know, comparing yeah. me not hanging out with you for half an hour as the same as not trying um, sushi. No, no, no. Wait for me to finish. Um, See, this is, we're not even getting on now, and we're not even in the same place. <laughs> to, to be honest, this is quite, quite an amusing conversation for me. <laughs> it's quite uncomfortable for me. Well, I find that a bit sad. But, you know, it's, it, it kind of goes the way it does, doesn't it? Thanks for calling, Phil. Cheers. Um, let me play you something. that When I was listening to that, that really reminded me... <clears throat> Of a really awkward interview with Bob Dylan. Can I just play you this for a couple of minutes? I reached the stage when I suddenly realised what a friend was, and then I probably had one or two. Before that, I didn't understand what a friend was anyway. Did you talk to your friends? I didn't know who they were then. Well, do you, no, no, your friends. So you I talked to, talk to your them. friends. Then? Yeah, there are one or two people who I believe I can talk to. to. You, that's, that's why you're your friend. They're your friends because you can talk to them. Um, I think a friend is a friend you, because you communicate with them. Uh, to a certain extent, they yeah. can understand me more than anybody else. Oh, yeah, that's why we see we differ. We differ. We come from two different worlds. You come from England. I come from the United States. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I mean, we're still human beings, so there's some sort of uh, connection between us. No, I'm just a guitar player. That's all. <laughs> Man, you're trying to knock me. <laughs> I believe me. I never try to do that. I mean, what, I mean, when somebody comes into it to me, you know, what's your attitude? Oh, you just read those interviews that were a couple of the first few days I was here. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah those were, right. You know, you know that, right? You know that that was all. Lies. Lies, well, I lies don't know. and rubbish. I got, I you know that. The first, the first few lines are different much more. Why I came here, I don't know. We regale with all this. Are you going to the concert? Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. I mean, I, this, is what well, I, well, this is what I came to see most okay, of the time. I see you, but I thought I'd like to play with you first. Here we go. Here we go. I mean, what, what is your whole attitude to life? And when you meet somebody, what is your attitude towards them? I don't well, like them. You don't like no. them? No. I mean, if I, I come in here, what's your attitude towards me? No, I haven't got an attitude towards you at all. Why should I have an attitude towards you? I don't even know you. No, but I mean, it'd be an attitude if you wanted to know me or didn't want to know me. Well, why should I want to know you? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Well, I don't know, eh? <laughs> Ask me another question. <laughs> 
Just give me a reason why I should want to know you. Here we um, go. Here we go. I might be worth knowing. Why? Huh? Why? <laughs> Tell me why. What good is it going to be for me to know you? Tell me. Give me, give me one thing I want to gain. Well, you might learn something from my attitude to life. Well, what is your attitude to life? Huh? I can't explain that in two minutes. Well, who are you asking me to explain in <laughs> huh? two minutes? That's all you're getting is two minutes. You're asking me to explain something in two minutes, too. But you're the artist. You're supposed to be able to explain it in two minutes. I am? Yeah. Hey, wow. <laughs> what about you? Aren't you an artist? Oh, no. What are you? No, no. What? what are I'm you? a science student. Well, let's hear it again. What are you? A what student? A science student. Now, what does that Mathics. mean? Now, just what does that mean? Hmm? What does that mean? What do you do? What's your purpose in the world? Um, what's my purpose? Yeah. What's my purpose? How do you help? Work? You know, what do you do in the world? Well, Very similar there. Well, I just felt, <clears throat> I just popped in my head as I was talking to, I couldn't, I, well, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I felt uncomfortable in that conversation. How did you feel? How did it make you feel? Um... I don't like meeting up with my friends, so meeting up with, um, honestly, in real life, I'm, I'm like 10% of this. You know, this is theatre, this is a show, and um, it's not going to happen. 03444991000, Late Nights with Ian Lee. Eddie, Dennis, stay there, come to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. No. Let's go to Dennis first because you never know. He's not got much um, time left. Dennis. Good evening. Good evening, Dennis. Are there any songs? What about your bladder training? What about my bladder training? Well, the best way to train it is have a catheter fitted now. Oh. Right, let it flow three, uh, three, I should say. Let your love flow. Slowly withdraw it so that you... Huh? Yeah, now, I had this, unfortunately, I have to have water tablets as well. God, why? Give me pee. This is not erotic. No, it, it, made me, it makes me pee because I, I, I... I pee freely. ...in my legs, so they... Make me pee so my legs get... Waterworks, waterworks of the World by IP Freely. Do you, remember, do you remember those? Do you remember those jokes where it was, um, it was the title of a book, and then the the name of the author was like a joke, like Waterworks of the World by I P Freely. Yeah. Um, can, can you remember any others? They used to be like they were never funny, but they used to be loads of them. Um, I don't go back that far. Um, um, a medical look at um, uh, the male member by Ivor Biggin. <laughs> there we go. That's a good one. That's a good one, aren't you? Um, oh, okay. Um, 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 oh, I could do a rude one. Could do a rude one? It's your show. Um, rude Cooking by Fanny Batter. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. That's all right. Um... <laughs> What else? What else are there? Kath's disappeared. Kath's vanished. Where's she gone? She's fallen off her chair. Laughing. I don't think it's laughing. I think it's her realising that maybe we're going to get the sack. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's not bit snot came out. You can always come back this way. Sorry. Um, No, that's not. Hey, I'm I'm meeting um, Justin tomorrow for lunch. Good. Yeah. What did you call him for, Dennis? About talk about your catheter. 
No, I was, you were talking about um, bladder training. Well, I had to train mine two years ago in hospital. <laughs> I, was, um, I had unlimited... What, what happened? There was a, unlimited peers went in the first day. I know I said people could call in and talk about anything. Second day, the second day, Ridiculous. my stomach was so hard and I couldn't pee at all. They had to put a catheter in and it flowed freely. But then oh, I have to take it out. I wasn't going to wear it for the rest of my life. No. So I trained myself yep. to stop peeing, and then in the end I took the thing out and I was all right. That's such a great story. It really is heartwarming. Oh, no, just you. finish. No, nope, please. I went in hospital then on bonfire night this year. Yes. And I woke up and they put two things sticking my arm was it, so they could pump stuff into my brain without yes. giving me the needle. And my feet were fat with water. Oh, fat feet. Needling. And they put into my bloodstream... This the horrible. ...same stuff that I have to take every day but yes. it goes through my stomach yes and overnight the water drops away oh isn't that great so you you have this but other than that no how can you get water in your feet well because i i, I risk my, my feet swell with water water to, goes into how can water get into your feet feeds into your bloodstream doesn't does it? it oh does it right okay so oh, very watery blood watery blood okay i have to have pressure stockings now on it in the right manner oh here's a good one here's a good one thank you jez um, Tiger Attack by Claude Tabitz. Claude Tabitz. That's quite a good one, isn't it? Yeah, very good. They used to be, they used to get those, here we go. Um, Parachute Jumping, here we go, here we go. Parachute Jumping by Willie Make It and Betty Won't. This is brilliant. And, um, Adam says, Colonoscopy for Beginners by Brian Fingerton. Now, that don't, that doesn't really work. That's disgusting, Adam. I'm going to delete your account. So, um, how's your um, watery blood now? Well, I've got, I have these tablets every day, and I've got these bloody stockings on. Oh. Me, compress my legs. I'm not, I'm not asking um, what your sex life is like. Oh, speaking of which, Impotence Matters yes. by Drew Peacock. <laughs> Drew Peacock. Yes. Yeah? Very good. You get it's good. That's Kath came up with that one. Again, very good. Kath came up. Now listen. Yes. That send you say people saying you're not nice. I remember when. Who's, hang on. Who's saying that? Who said that? Who said I'm not? Who's? Who have you been talking to? Who said? Who says I'm not nice? You said you, you're different uh, in daily life than yeah. you are on the stage. I'm still nice. Well, anyway, when I went to that place in in Luton at this the. the uh, uh, library. The lap dancing you club. Crafted, he brought me right in the bloody middle of the front seat. Yes. He came bouncing on the stage. Oh, here's Dennis. He came over, yeah. gave me a hug, and I said, look, there's going to be any kissing, no tongues. Yep, yep, yep. You bounce back again. Yes. You're a nice bloke. I don't care what bloody time of day you see. You, you see. Okay. Care what they say. You're rambling. Very nice fella, and I hope you have a very nice Christmas. I hope the kids drive you bloody wild, which they will do. Yes. And I hope you have a very happy New Year, prosperous one, honestly. I can't say any more that. I like it. I'm not a, a friend as a friend, but I'm, I'm an associate. I've seen I get the feeling this is going to be Dennis's last call. When he's, going to put the fo- he's going to put the phone down, a smile is going to come up on his face, he's going to sit back in his chair... And say, and, I've done it. And then he say, I've, I've done it. And then he'll say, I've done it. Oh. And then I'll get the dirty book out and start reading... Oh, it. Go, go away. Go away, you horrible man. Deary me. Outrageous. Um, 0344 Eddie's the last call we have on the switchboard, so now will be an excellent time to call up Eddie. Hello there. 
How are you? I'm all right, thank you, Eddie. What have you got for us? First time caller, first time listener. First time um, listener? Exactly. How, well, hang on a second, hang on a second. We have to do a little bit of, we have to do some digging here, Eddie. Uh, exactly. How come you're listening for the first time this evening? What's changed in your circumstances that you've stumbled across this show? I'm not about myself. So what, you just what, d- 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 how did you? F- have you listened to talk radio before? I've listened to talk radio before, but not not yourself. Oh, who, so who do you listen to on talk radio? Well, it depends what time of the day it is. To be blunt, yeah, well, that, make, that would make a difference. It does, yeah. It's what's the result in the car, basically. Okay, all right. Well, you've 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 found me, which is great. I'm the best show on the radio. Uh, what would you normally be listening to at this time of night? I'd actually be on air this time of the day. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I've, uh, I'm with another uh, independent radio. Oh, radio it's a jock. Show. We've got a jock online, guys. Uh, so, yeah, me and Helen Sims do it. Okay. But we took, a, we took a little bit of time off. Um, you got Helen just wrote, wrote a book. Oh. Well, that's not what I'm ringing for. Okay. Um, okay. But she is listening, by the way. What's, what's, Helen, that, what's Helen's book? Uh, Helen's book is called uh, Taking Steps. It's like... Uh, Taking Steps. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me work this out. <laughs> Taking steps by by, Helen, by by who? Helen Sims. No, that doesn't work. Hang on, I can do a better one than that. <laughs> Taking steps by um um uh, walking. <laughs> Take. Hang on a minute. Just be, just be quiet, everyone. Eddie, Kath, Ed, everyone, be quiet just for a second. Hang on. Taking steps by. Um, oh, I got one. Taking steps by Tony Hawks. <laughs> it doesn't work. I can't do it. <laughs> Phil Walker. Yeah, Phil Walker will do. Phil Walker. Um, Tony Walker. T- I want toe in there, knee. Tony by taking steps by um. Taking, st- oh, come on, Twitter, someone do something. Breakfast p- Cuisine by Crispy Bacon. Um, taking Steps by Alistair Walker. Is that what she's called? No, 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 no. Okay, well, that's that's a shame. All right. Anyway, uh, Eddie, go on. So, yeah, well, basically, as I say, we were talking to her earlier this evening, a gentleman came on your radio station, so I thought I'd bring it in. Just point out to him that, um, it's not all roses at Christmas. You had a Bible bash you on earlier this evening. Um, and to put it nicely, there is people out there that have lost family members at this time of the year. And, you know, I'm going through hell at the moment, thanks to this government. Um, so, so while, you know, at the end of the day, for those that are Catholic, you know, it's all fine and good and rosy and whatnot, mm-hmm. just spare a thought for those that ain't, that ain't having it all fine and rosy. But, but spare it. What about the Catholics that have lost someone? What? Why? Because at the end of the day, it's not that easy this time of year for some people. Right, but why should I spare a thought for them? Because at the end of the day, let's be born. That's what Christmas is about, isn't it? Let's be born. What, just sparing a thought for them? Well, obviously, you can't help everybody in the world. It'd be nice if you could, but you can't. 
If I was homeless, just to think, oh, well, I may be homeless and cold, but I know someone's sparing a thought for me. Well, no, the point I'm making is, yeah, using your own tonight, if you see somebody homeless, buy them a coffee. You know what I mean? Why? What I'm Why? saying is, well, exactly, because it shows that somebody actually cares out there. Well. You know. When did you last buy a homeless a coffee? Actually, about three days ago. Right, well, why should I do it? Because at the end of the day, thanks to this government, it's a hell of a lot more homeless than what normally is. So I should buy a homeless person a coffee because of Theresa May? No, you should buy a homeless person for a, a coffee because at the end of the day, they're struggling with demons that you're not struggling with. Well, what demons are they struggling with? Well, there's loads of reasons for being um, for being homeless. Well, but, but you see, but, but they're not, and they're not all struggling with demons. So you're telling me living on the street isn't a demon? Not having enough money to put a roof over your head isn't a demon. But we don't, we don't, well, no, it's not a demon, because we don't use the phrase demons to talk about not having enough money, that's not, never, demons has, has, has a connotation and a meaning, and I think you know that, and one of the meanings of demons isn't, I've got no money, that's not a demon. Well, no, you've got people that are on the street because they've left properties with drug abuse, right. um, you've got kids on the street nowadays that have left, left, left the home because of abuse. And how many yeah, are you putting up over Christmas? Me? None. Oh. Because I don't have the room or I would. Oh. I'm sure one would be happy just in a sleeping bag on the floor. Well, actually, I've got my family sleeping here on the floor at the minute. So oh, so hang on a second. So Christmas is about family. Christmas is... No, not just family. That's the point I think a lot of people are missing. Christmas is about family. But, but, why? but you've only got family. family sleeping in your house. Because there's no room. You could, oh, come on, you could find room for, for a homeless person. They could sleep in the bath. The point is, and this is, I don't have a bath, it'd be nice if we did, but I don't. The point is, at the end of the day, and this is what I'm getting at. Please stop know, saying at the end of the day. There, there's a lot of people going through a hell of a lot of stuff in this country. Right. And I just think people need to just take a step back from this, you know, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. Just take a little step back. No, no. And see if you can help anywhere. No, no, you're wrong. I disagree. I know you do. I know you do. But you're, well, I'll tell you exactly. Sorry. I'll tell you exactly why you're wrong. Um, you, you're saying that people shouldn't have a good time at Christmas. No, I'm not saying. You, that. Ju- you just said that. You just said that everyone's. You just said. You've just said everyone's having a good time at Christmas, and they should stop and think. I'm not going to on Christmas Day. I'm not going to. I'm going to have a good time with my kids, and I'm. And the whole day is going to be about my kids. Yeah, as you individually. Yeah, the whole day. Christmas Day is going to be about the magic I create for my children. Exactly. You did earlier to children. There's adults out there that are going through hell at the minute. Well, right. Are you going to say that's their problem? No, I'm not. But I'm, what I'm going to say is, on Christmas Day, I am going to spend the whole day creating... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying Christmas Day. I'm saying... Oh, You're Christmas talking about Christmas, Christmas, and Christmas is Christmas Day. So... Uh, no, it's Christmas Eve. Right. It's before Christmas. Oh, do you listen, Eddie? Do you, do you, when you, when you, is Helen your co-presenter? Do you do you do you listen to Helen? <laughs> I do. Because there's not a lot of listening going on here. Because all you're going on about at the moment is Christmas Day. There's, there's not a lot of listening that. going on here, Eddie. Please go ahead. Okay, I feel sorry for Helen. <laughs> go ahead. Um, on Christmas Day, I am going to be thinking only about my um, kids. And the magic I can create for them, 
and I'll have a, I'll think about my sister who's abroad, and I'll I'll think about my dad who's not with us, and 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 that'll be it. That'll be it. Oh, you're doing the thing of um, extending a silence after someone's picked, oh, after someone said you don't listen. You're, you're you're doing the thing of extending a silence after someone's obviously finished because they've just said you don't listen. No, 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 I'm giving you the opportunity to finish. I'd finished, and you knew I'd finished. You were doing that thing. Right. You were doing That's that right. thing That's that people right. who don't. I, you're doing I, that I, thing I that people who don't listen do when they're told they don't listen. No, no, I'm giving you the opportunity to finish. I, and you knew I, I, I'd I, I, finished, I, I, Eddie. Well, I'll now respond. I'm not saying just on Christmas Day. I'm talking over the Christmas period. I don't understand why you keep bringing the government into it. Well, you look at benefit sections. Look at how many people are unemployed now. Look well, how I'm... many people have benefit sections. But, but, but you're, you're now you're politicising it. Well, it's factual. It's not political, it's factual. Well, so there weren't homeless people when Labour were in power? I'm not saying there was homeless. There's a hell of a lot more now. Well, how many more now than when Labour were in power? A hell of a lot. More. How many? Give me fi- give me figures. You obviously know, so tell me the figures. <laughs> give me ten minutes. I'll I'll, I'll no you, you no no you you you've said there are a hell of a lot more people who are homeless now than there were under uh, the Labour government. So you obviously know that as a fact. So t- give me the stats. There is at least I would say, uh, without getting the facts in front of you. Exactly. Don't give me a guess. I don't want a guess or an estimate. That's fine, I'll get the facts, I'll bring you back in about ten minutes. No, d- I don't want to talk to you in ten minutes. I want you, you, you've said it, you, so you obviously, you obviously know it. At the end of the day... No, please don't keep saying at the I'm end saying. of the day. Well, I will repeat what you say, because you don't have the facts either. Probably. No, I don't, but I'm not, the one, I'm not the one making claims based on, on conjecture. You are. Well, I'm not. At the end, it's proven beyond shadow of a doubt. Where from? Where did you get this information from? Try looking on the internet. No, I don't I'm want to. You tell me. You're the one that's that's using it's the information. It's all over the internet. It's all over the news. It's all over the internet. Well, uh, it's not over my internet, and it wasn't over the news at 11 o'clock. But maybe at the end of the day, in fairness, you're not looking in the right places. So it's my fault that you don't have the data to back up your claims. No, I didn't say that. I wasn't going to be... I wasn't asked, I wasn't asked to have the data available. Well, no, but you've brought up... You've brought up the point that there are more homeless people now than there were under the Labour government. Well, well, well how many more? Ten more? A hundred more? Ten times? You brought the Labour government. Yeah, because, no, you, you, no, Eddie, you did. You did. No, 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 you did, because you said, you said it's worse, you said it's worse now than it was, uh, before. So, so why is it? Yeah, but, but, so, but you don't know that. How? Because, as I said, look at the news. You've got people getting sanctioned for turning up five minutes late to an appointment for crying out loud. That doesn't cut... You don't get that on the news. That story doesn't... No, you don't. You do not... Eddie, Eddie, you do not get a story on the news that someone turned up five minutes late for an appointment and didn't get their benefits. That doesn't happen on the news. Well, I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll, I'll disregard it. There is 40... Howard just messaged me, actually. Homelessness is up 40%. Beautiful. Here we go. We've got some stats, right? Since when? Homelessness is up 40%. Since when? Since this government came into power. So now, since this, the, the Conservative government or the Coalition? <laughs> Conservative government. So 40% up <laughs> since, the, con, since the Coalition? That's correct. No, since the Conservatives took over on their own. Well, yeah, so 40% up since the Conservatives took over, over the Coalition homeless figures. 
That's correct. Right. OK, so we still don't know how many homeless there were under a Labour government. <laughs> no, but the point is, as I said to you at the start of this, you brought the word Labour into it, not no, me. You said it was worse than it, it's the worst it's ever been. Well, there was a coalition after the Labour government. I know, I remember. But you said it's yeah. the worst it's ever been. And we still haven't got to the heart <laughs> of the matter. Eddie, I'm going to have a wonderful Christmas with my family. I'm not saying you don't. All I'm saying to everybody out there, at the end of the day, please, please. spare the thought for those that don't. But what does a thought do? But why are you trying to make people feel guilty? Uh, I'm not making anybody feel guilty. Well, I'm you are. Because I'll be there with my Christmas. I'll be there with my Christmas dinner. I go. Oh no, Eddie. Oh, I can't enjoy this. There are homeless people out there, and Eddie's told me to spare a thought for them. Bugger. A thought costs nothing. What does unless that mean? Like you did with that. Uh, what I said, a thought costs nothing. Unless you won't pay like you did with that guy earlier. Well, what? Hang on a minute. When you said you wanted four hundred quid off it, becoming bigger for thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You did nothing without getting. You did nothing without getting paid. Sorry. You did nothing without getting paid. What? Well, no. <laughs> Why would I meet? Well, I get paid. For... Now. I sorry. Let's get down to the dirty now. You brought this up. Well, let's, let's get down to. I'm, I'm happy to Eddie. I'm happy to go then, mate. Because I've, I've, I've got both hands tied behind my back. I, I might ask Kath to untie one of them. Uh, I get paid for my time, Eddie. So why would I want to spend thirty minutes with a stranger who I found who made me feel slightly uncomfortable? Why would I want to do that for free? <laughs> well, again, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying yeah, it says here. I've got it on here. It's on the independent. Yeah, I get paid for my... Eddie, Eddie, let's focus on one... You're all over the place. Eddie, I get... Eddie, I get paid for my time. You can't deny that, can you? I get paid for my time. Well, no, everybody gets you, exactly. Right, so if... if, if the point if, is, the gentleman wasn't ringing in to hire you. No, and I didn't... And he didn't seem to understand that I would not want to meet him for half an hour. Well, again, you, all you've got to say to the gentleman is, sorry, thank you, but no, thank no, you. No, 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 no. I don't have to, Eddie, 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 I, I don't have to do anything that you tell me to do. This is what the point I'm trying to get at. I don't have to do anything. I handled that situation perfectly for me. You would have handled it differently. I didn't want to meet him, but in my head I did the maths that I would meet him. Well, I would meet him for half an hour for 250 quid. You start high and you haggle, of course. Um, he didn't want to haggle. For him, a financial transaction was out of the question. That was absolutely fine. I would only meet him for half an hour um, if it were a, if it w- were a paid gig. Yeah, I'm all. That's fine. That's your personal choice. Yes, it is. Yeah, and that's fine. Well, but the, as I said, going back to the point I originally ran in for, okay. which is the point I'm going to reiterate is. At the end of the day, please stop saying that. If you want to charge people for that thought, then maybe you aren't the person that people think you are. What do you mean, charge people for it? Now, I, I never said anything about charging you, people for thoughts. You said, uh, "Why should I?" No, I never. I never why said anything, you? Eddie. Now you're making yeah. stuff up. I never said anything about charging people for thoughts. Oh, because you, could, you couldn't. The point I'm making. No, is I know you, you couldn't charge people for thoughts. So why have you just accused me, Eddie? Why have you just accused me of saying I've, I, I came up with the concept of charging people for thoughts? Because from where I'm sitting, um, the, the way you handled that previous call, it seems to be that you're very money-related. But no, 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 not at all, not at all, not at all. Uh, <laughs> so you, you've got from, you've extrapolated from that that um, I want to charge people for their thoughts. Wow. No, I didn't extrapolate. You, well, you just said that, that I want to charge people for their thoughts. Money, 
yeah, you were really interested. I wasn't interested in meeting him unless he paid me. No, that's correct. But I do sometimes meet people for free, but uh, but people that I want to meet. As I said, going back to what um, I said earlier, at the end of the day, oh, you spare a thought for somebody because they may not be having as fun time as you are. Well, thanks, thanks for that, Eddie. That's really useful advice. I'll, I'll, I'll probably ring in again at some point. You probably will. OK. Have a good Christmas yourself and... Oh, was it Bye-bye, Eddie. <clears throat> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If uh, you want to call, uh, give us a call and, and, and put a downer on everyone's Christmas, you're more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> I was just getting warmed up then. I was just starting to get warmed up then. That was fun. Um, it's a phoning show where you can call in about absolutely anything. The phone, bo- the, the, the switchboard is clear for the first time this evening. We've had loads of phone calls. We have another hour of this nonsense to go. So why don't you give us a call? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can watch the show by going to facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee I A I N L E And don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Podcasts are plenty, guys. If you go to, um, well, you can get them on your usual podcast provider on Pocket Cast and all those kind of things. If you get them from iTunes, and I know lots of you hate iTunes for some reason, I don't quite know why, but lots of you hate iTunes. But if you do use um, iTunes, then please leave a review and hang on a second. Is he? Hang on. Is it is Stephen? No, he's gone. He's gone. It was weird. Stephen just called in again. Um, if you go to iTunes, then uh, Tony says, this has to be the most pointless discussion in history. <laughs> I would agree with you, yeah. Um, if you do get us on iTunes, let me get this out. Stop interrupting me by texting and things. Um, your reviews and uh, your little four or five stars, no, three or two or one, four or five stars, they all help. They all help kind of get us up the chart. It's, it, the iTunes chart is based on new subscriptions and reviews and ratings. So if you can review us um, or rate us, it just takes two minutes, guys. I mean, what, what, what is your problem? We give you this stuff for free. And um, your problem, you can't even be bothered to rate us and review us. Oh, please. Come on. It does help. So thank you very much for everybody who has done that. Um, uh, yeah. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to email the show, you can do by going to talkradio.co.uk. You can go there, you can email the show, and also, if you go to the schedule, you can listen to previous shows. So if you've missed a previous show, go there, and then on the right-hand side, there's, like, schedule, radio schedule, something like that, uh, and you pick a day, and you pick my show, and you can listen to it um, again. So that's all good news, isn't it, guys? Late Nights with Ian Lee. It's a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show in the country. It's only here on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star. 
is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Lots of suggestions, but the winner is from Barry. Taking steps by Miss D Bus. Miss D Bus. That's a good one, isn't it? I mean, they're all rubbish, really. Lindsay Richard, come to you after the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, Dolenz, the best white pop, the best white soul voice around. Mickey Dolenz, unbe-flipping-leavable. What a voice. And he don't sound that much different now. At the age of 71, 72, he still sings it all in the same key. And he can still wail. I, um, I've started the clear-out of Toot. And I've started... I've started big but small, physically small, mentally big, right? And I've got, um, I've got the monkeys episodes all on Blu-ray that just came out. Nice Blu-ray box, right? And before that, I had them. Oh yes, please, Ed, I'd love a cup of tea. Before that, I had them in two uh, box of DVDs, and it's beautiful, beautiful box. It, I, I mustn't describe it too much because I'll want to keep it. Beautiful box. You open it, and it's like records, like little records in there, and. Um, I saw them on my shelf taking up space. I thought, I'm going to give them away. I'm going to give them away. Um, and so I went on a Facebook page and said, I've got these. First person that sends me an email that lives in the UK can have them. And I got posted them to some bloke called Dave. That's what the box is for. Giving them away. And then I found another thing that I had that's this weird sort of video. And I'm going to put that in the box as well and send that to him. Just, just starting, the, starting the clear out. That book arrived today. 
buy, I don't know, buy me Echo Hideaway, how, how to declutter your house and stuff. I've got that. It's more clutter, isn't it? It's more clutter. And genuinely, I've said to my family, please don't get me any Christmas presents this year, because I just don't want stuff. Um, but I know they'll get me um, presents. Here we go. Here's a good one. Shopping, you've got to think about this one. Shopping in Australia by Emma Chizit. Emma Chizit. That's good. That's a good one, Al. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, three. Oh, now I've described that, those DVDs. I want them. No, I don't. I don't want them. I don't need them. They are beautiful, though. Oh, three. And that's that. Therein lies the addiction. I can get rid of those, and it buys it buys me about, um, uh, about six inches by six inches. It buys me on the shelf. There we go. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand late nights with the inlet. It's a late night phoning show, unlike any other late night phoning show in the world. In as much as you know, while we're aware that there horrible things have happened in the last thirty six hours, we're aware of those. And if anything major were to happen, we would of course inform you. Um, but we really consider this show to be an alternative to. All of the shows that are on right now that are shouting at you and are scaring you and are telling you who you should hate and stirring the pot. We could do that. We could do that. It would be easy. Uh, it would be too easy. So we, and I say we, I mean me and Catherine, the producer, we are making things difficult for ourselves by trying to be an alternative to those things. It, it's a mean world, right? There's a lot of mean broadcasters. Um, Katie Hopkins, a name I don't say too often because I don't like... Um, a, I'm, I, I don't like giving her publicity, and B, I'm worried if I say it enough, it'll, it'll um, be like Beetlejuice, and she'll appear in front of me. Um, but she um, wrote an incredibly racist um, and libelous article in the Daily Mail about um, a, a family, um, and the Daily Mail has had to pay a six-figure sum to this family, and, and, and Katie Hopkins had to um, issue an apology that she, of course, tweeted at two o'clock in the morning, um, and, and everybody picked up on, and, and then she's, she's kind of today has been tweeting combative sort of stuff about how she will not be silenced, and people saying, we love you, Katie, you speak the truth. But it's funny, even um, some of the right-wing broadcasters are now starting to distance themselves from her, which is fascinating. Um, where was I going? Why did I? Why did I invoke her name? Where was I going with that? Um, oh, I can't remember. I, I had a point, and and, and um, I, I went down too many tangents, and I've forgotten the point. But 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 but, um, uh, no, I can't remember it. I'll make up a new one and pretend it was that. Um, but she is an example of of, of these people peddling hatred, and it's not. It's not all of the broadcasters, OK, but there are enough of them and they peddle different levels of hatred. I mean, Nick Ferrari, I think, is a great broadcaster, one of the best, but he does stir the pot quite a bit, just on the right side. But he does stir the pot. Um, and it's the ones that promote the hatred that get the most attention. They seem to shout um, the loudest. And there are a few other little shows and podcasts and things like that. that it's just... And that bile has also spread on, has spread online and on Twitter. Twitter really is a vile place. My sister tweeted me saying, um, there, was, there was this tweet. It's, it was, uh, hang on a second, because I was just saying I was a bit unhappy with Twitter. And she sent me a message. Um, <laughs> 
A writer I like, get this, this is my sister sent me this. A writer I like got trolled on Twitter today about his brother's suicide. Imagine. <laughs> it's what have we become? And it's we have become this. It's not that shocking. We have allowed this to happen. There are broadcasters slagging off Brendan Cox. You know, Joe Cox's husband. They are slagging him off. Or because he picked up Nigel Farage on something he said about the, um, the, the murders in Germany. Brendan said something like, um, be careful, Nigel. Making political points about murders, that's a slippery slope. And then Farage was on the aforementioned Nick Ferrari show and slagged off Brendan Cox, saying he was a terrorist sympathiser. Because he supports, is it the White Helmets? Hope, was it Hope and... Saying he was at Hope Not Hate, who are a terrorist organisation. This is for our, Thank you, Ed. Rightfully, Hope Not Hate are um, threatening to sue. Good for you guys. Um, the gall of the man to be on a radio show and slag off Brendan Cox. How, I'm, I'm just trying to... Th- surely you just go... Well, yeah, um, I can totally understand where Mix's com- com- Mr. Cox is coming from, and I have every sympathy for him, and I don't really wish to um, to comment on it. But no, name-calling, pointing the finger. He's, he's, he's five days away from him and his kid's first Christmas without that woman. Out the, without that woman, who, when she was getting shot and stabbed, told her friends to step back so that he didn't get her, get them. And we're, ta- we're having a go at her husband. <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's nuts. What have we become, guys? What have we become? We've become insane. We can say anything we want to say now and not worry about the consequences. A broadcaster, in inverted commas, retweeted this. It's really horrible. From a chap called James Dellingpole. It's not the most horrible thing I've read online today. When are we allowed to say that Brendan Cox is a total ass? Oh my God. The fellow whose wife was murdered five, six months ago. The fella who's got to guide his two children through their first Christmas without their mum. You're not... You're not allowed to. Common decency says you're not allowed to. Not in a public forum. I mean, if you want to do it privately with your your mates, then I suppose that's that's something, but in a public forum and then to have that retweeted by a broadcaster a broadcaster who sent me a message um this week call it that starts off with hey depressed boy but we can say anything we want these days it doesn't matter 
there are no consequences. People in the public eye can promote these views and these thoughts without any consequences. And we wonder why Joe Cox was murdered. (laughs) You know? It's exactly because of this kind of stuff being freely passed around, being freely broadcast. And by broadcast, I mean on radio, in podcasts, online. What have we become? We've become awful, awful people. Is that what being British means? Is that what being English means? Is that what being a human means? No, no, we're we're better than that. And all I can see in the future is just bleakness where you're not going to stop my free speech. Political correctness can go and get knotted. I'm going to say what I think, even if it's about a man whose wife was brutally murdered. What have we become? Awful. Awful. James Dellingpole. Awful. The people that retweeted that, because they meant it. Awful. What's that fella doing now? What's, What's Brendan Cox doing now? Right now, right this second. Imagine how he's feeling right now. He might be wrapping the kids' Christmas presents. Imagine, imagine. Him and his wife would probably do that together. He's doing it on his own. And James Dellingpole is saying, when are we allowed to say that Brendan Cox is a total ass? You're not. You're not. Common decency says you're not. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Lindsay, Richard, come to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's outrageous, isn't it? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's crack on with these phone calls. Lindsay, good evening, Lindsay. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. I've kept you waiting. You're a new caller, and I've kept you waiting for twenty two minutes. I do apologise, Lindsay. I'm all yours. I'm all yours. Ooh. Oh. Well, I had I had one point. Yeah. And then I've ended up now with lots of points. <laughs> I guess. Good. Good. But good. Not nine. You not nine. <laughs> nine. I love the way that's become the default figure for someone who's an ass. Um, you yeah. you you chuck them at me as they come, Lindsay. Let's see what we come up with. Okay, so I was just because I'm I've not gone to bed yet because my husband's got that really bad cold and cough that's just oh. driving me mental. Can't you make so him sleep on the sofa? Oh, he's too big. He's too long. Oh. I can't. <laughs> Tough. It, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, he should do the he should do the gentlemanly thing and say, "I'm sorry, Lindsay." That's him with a cold. I'm not saying he's, he's thicker. Anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lindsay. Uh-huh. I've got a terrible cold. I'm going to keep you awake all night. I'm going to you go up, you go up to bed, love, and I'll sleep on the sofa. Don't you worry about me. Yeah, he's not like yeah, that. No, I, no. Well, he could be a bit pushed, but nah. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sat watching telly, and I was kind of I'm a bit like you. I watched I watched this um Leonard Nimoy. Oh, he's on tomorrow night. Adam Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy's um, son, is on the show tomorrow night at 10 o'clock because he Uh, he, he, to talk about For the Love of Spock. Did you like it? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. I, I do like my sci-fi and I like my stuff, and I, I like sort of documentaries that maybe not everybody's seen. Yeah, kind of like that. So anyway, but there's not a lot else on there that I haven't watched. So I've gone onto YouTube and I found um, an extraordinary people documentary. And it's called The Family That Walks on All Fours. I'm going to ask a really stupid question. Yeah. What's it about? That. Why? It actually on all fours. What? Is this well, out of choice or disability? Well, you see, this is it. It's it's obviously it's still a bit of a disability, but I'm halfway through it. Oh. Um, there's people live in Turkey. There's some scientists that think it's like a throwback to, you know, when we evolved, and then there's half yes. the other side and saying, oh, no, it's a disability, and then they've got this balance issue. But it's very interesting. So anyway, you should probably... Watch it. I might have a little look at that. I do. I, I like me documentaries. Yeah, I tell you the thing I liked right. about the Len, Lennon Nimoy one, right? Is um, that there's, there's like three stories in it. There's the story of Spock, mm. and then mm. there's the story of Leonard Nimoy, and you know him becoming. It's, it's, it's weird to think that he was a heartthrob in the sixties, and you know was a was a big big star. Well, but, apparently, well, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing I really liked was the the, the and I wish there'd been a little yeah. bit more of it. The, the relationship between him. An Adam that was obviously yes. very, very difficult. Yeah, I thought so. I it it's interesting to see that side of it, isn't it? That yeah. side of sort of. But uh, didn't his son? Did... Doesn't his son laugh look like him? Yeah, ridiculous. It was cr- and then the bit, the bit where his son was, was when he was little, he was there, and they'd done the ears, and he came on to the <laughs> set. Oh, there's a love. You're right. There's a brilliant <laughs> bit, and it's an outtake, and it's really bad quality. But there's yeah. Spock is. Oh, it's so good. Spock is sat in the captain's chair. And he says something like, get me, get me the data. And the door's open and he doesn't <laughs> see it because it's behind him. And it says, it's Adam who we've got on tomorrow about, he must be out seven, walks on in full <laughs> Star Trek uniform with the ears and the whole crew bursts into laughter. And he walks up to his dad and hands in the stick. And it's just <laughs> such a wonderful moment. Oh, you're spitting him, isn't he? It really, okay. really is. They it didn't is mention, bad. you like your sci-fi. They didn't mention yeah. fringe in it. Oh, oh, Lindsay, sorry, I thought you said you liked your sci-fi. No, I do. Fringe. Have you not seen Fringe? Yes, the Fringe, yes, because he was in that, wasn't he? Yes, I have. Yes, Yes, I have. Sorry. All right, fine, fine, fine. fine. Okay, good. I'll take it back, I'll take it back. Yes, cool. Yeah. Um, But also, what I want to say, because I've been listening for a long, long time, but I never... Never, well, obviously, never found, because it's the first time. Um, But when you want about those things under the um, crossings... Oh, yeah, the nodules. You know, things that move. Yeah. because yeah, I found that out years ago. Yeah. But now I'm a deaf-blind communicator guide. What, 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 does just, that, what does that mean, exactly, a deaf-blind communicator guide? It rhymes, which is good, but what does it mean? It's good, isn't it? Um, well, I, communic- I communicate with people who are deaf-blind. Okay. And uh, support them in the community. Um, but, yeah, get, but I was just... There's not, but some people don't know about them still, and it's, it's amazing how some people don't know that these things... Oh, I love pointing it out to people. I love it. So and I. once you see them, you can't not see them. They're everywhere. <laughs> and you can't not have a, have a little feel, either. How, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you communicate with deaf-blind people? Is it, is it, is it on the hand? Are you, are you communicating yeah. via the hand? How do you do it? Have you got a series Finger, of taps? Fingerspelling. Fingerspelling. Oh. Oh. And you spell out the words. Yeah, but then but then there are some people who have their own little ways, or you just sort of tap twice on the palm and that's yes, or you rub either side, that's no. Yeah. And obviously, lots of people have their own, you isn't know, how they way, want to be. Isn't that a lovely way of communicating? With. It's a very intimate way of communicating because of the touch. Yes. Yeah. And the palms of the yes, hands are very be. intimate 
things. Yeah, and you do you do it so quick. Yeah, it is amazing how you know <laughs> how it's done, really. But um, yeah, I, yeah, bet, I'm, I, bet, I bet it is. Go on. I'm not great. I'm not great at um, place names. <laughs> talking um <laughs> all the fringe apparently um but i'm good at receiving so um i communicate with people who actually can talk even though they're deaf and blind you're a, you're a taker talk. you're a taker not a giver <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a top not a boss there we go there we go yeah uh, yeah anyway that's it but i'm really glad i found in and i just wanted to say that i, I absolutely uh really look forward to i'm a podcast listener so oh, Lindsay, i've just been sent really the most listen. i've been sent the most horrific text okay good right do i read it out well i don't know it's really horrible <laughs> okay i'm gonna read it talking about brendan okay, cox this is from richard in the glens oh yeah i know that's horrible. That made me feel really quite sick. Well, you listen to this. This is cold. Yeah. This is cold. Can okay. we get? The, can we get the tech? How do I get the text history from this? What do I touch to see what you can? There's a way of seeing what other texts they've sent. This is horrible. I'm going to read this out. Mm-hmm. Brendan Cox was a house husband who did the school run, etc., while his wife Joe. This is, remember, this, this poor girl was murdered mm-hmm. five or six months ago, and this family are about to have their first mm-hmm. Christmas now. While his wife, Joe was very career-motivated and was the breadwinner. I don't think he ever saw much of her. <sighs> Business as usual for him. <gasps> it gets worse. Hardly loves young dream. So get a grip and stop all the dramatics from Richard from the Glens. Oh, that's, that's disgusting. How dare he say anything like that? How dare he? I've got no other words. His other thing, um, his previous tweet was to send me an obscene text. Text, sorry. His previous tweet was to send me an obscene book title text. Film a cracking by strap a dick to me. Oh, nice. Classy. Richard, I don't... And there's a couple of other things, laughing at mental health and stuff, and then there's some to James and Ash. Uh, uh, Richard, I don't think the show's for you, mate. I, I really don't think the show is the show is for you, because that's such a cold, unpleasant message mm-hmm. to send. That uh, Either call in and defend it, or or just switch off your radio, Richard. I, 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 I don't think the show is for you. Sorry, Lindsay, maybe I shouldn't have read that out. No, no, it's fine. I think it's, it's important to acknowledge that, these, yeah, that, that there is this meanness out there. Um, and that we are trying to create yeah. something that is that is, is 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 not mean, but sometimes that means you have to you have to expose a bit of the knowledge. Mean. Oh God, that's horrible, Richard. Why would you send that, mate? Why would you send that? That really is unpleasant. Sorry, Lindsay. I've ended our phone no, call on a down, and I've really yeah, enjoyed talking it's been to you. Lovely. Thank you. Call again. Merry Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas. Okay. Have a good night's sleep. Um, oh, Richard. Uh, why would you send that? I mean. Come on, mate. Oh, dear. The Glens is a darker place this evening because of your presence. Um, either, Richard, th- th- you have t- two options. Um, one is to call in and defend that. You won't be able to. It's very easy to send a mean text to phone in and, and explain. We'll have a rational conversation. Phone in and, and um, explain that or, or switch off. Um, I don't think the show is, uh, I don't think the show is for you, Richard. 
that mean? Um... We've got another Richard coming up. That's not that Richard. No, it's a different Richard. R- R- other Richard and Kieran, I'll come to you after this. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to other Richard. Good evening, other Richard. Hi, I'd just like to confirm that I'm not from the Glens. I'm not really sure what the Glens are. Um, I, do you know what? Are the Glens Scotland? I think the Glens are... It sounds like it, doesn't it? Because you get, like, uh, Glenmorangie and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the Glens are Glenmorangie. Yep. That, that so must be... the whiskey, that maybe explains it. the whiskey, that explains it. Richard, what have you got for us this evening, please? Um, actually, I can better your last caller, because I had no points when I phoned in. I literally phoned in because the... Um, I actually didn't start listening until quarter to last night, but the guy you had on who hated Christmas and hated people enjoying themselves... <laughs> Um, it was so tedious. <laughs> so I just had to phone in to try and get uh, everything. But um, <laughs> I, don't hate, I don't think now. he hated Christmas. I think that's a little. <laughs> that's a little well, bit extreme, it, Richard. It, it, I mean, I maybe I didn't get the context, but it sounded like he just hated all joy. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's um, it. Um, yeah, I, I don't like. You know. Um, Christmas is what 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 you make it. If you want to think about other people who are less fortunate than you, that's great. But don't don't make people don't try and make people feel guilty um if they choose not to do that you know yeah i used to actually hate it if you're honest until i got um, two little nephews and, and now like i love it because I've, I've got to blow loads of like hundreds of pounds on toys for them that they're probably never going to play with but um how, how old are they uh, they're seven and five. Oh, see, good, good ages. My my boys are just going to be seven and five next month good ages for christmas because they they buy into all of it yeah, yeah, like, they, they, look, they, I generally try and buy the loudest toys I possibly yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, some minor things, my older sister. That's, well, know, this is, that's the job of, and well done. Well, for those, anyone who's about to become an uncle or an auntie or a grandparent, your job is, at birthdays and Christmases, to buy the noisiest presents for your nieces, nephews and grandchildren that you can buy. Uh, the very sort of first Christmas, because obviously the first couple of years, they don't really know what's going on. And I think when it was, it was probably was three, uh, my eldest nephew, um, first kind of understood what Christmas was and he was getting presents. Um, and I bought him a, my first glockenspiel, <laughs> um, <laughs> which the intention was very, very clear. Yeah. And my sister was like, my sister was pretty confident that he wouldn't even know what to do with it. And uh, he literally unwrapped the present and just picked up the thing, the, the stick, and just started smashing it very loudly, as straight as he got it. Why, why do we call Glockenspiel a Glockenspiel? Why do we use the German term for it? Now, Spiel is play. Is that right? Spiel is play. Glocken. No idea. Is Glocken wood? Wood? I'm going to guess. I don't. Glocken. Beat? Or. Why don't we? I'm guessing we did because we don't know what the English word is. <laughs> Gally, no one's worked out what a Glocken is. A Glocken. A glock, <laughs> well, a Glock is a gun. Yeah, that's... A, 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 a gun play? Is that what, is that what it means? <laughs> well, now you... I, I hope I haven't introduced into a life of crime and violence. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But it, it, what, what are, there are no other instruments um, that we call by their foreign name, apart from the French horn. I thank you. Um, whoa, hey, come on, man. No tumbleweed. That was a good gag. <laughs> that was a good gag. I've, I've watched two stand-up comedians absolutely die tonight. Sorry, I'm Whoa, that you have been—you have been blessed. Was it uncomfortable <laughs> to watch, or did you enjoy it? 
you know what? Sometimes it's really good to watch a yeah. stand up absolutely die, but yeah. um, it wasn't like a sort of like an open mic thing or anything. It was a two preview sets of like the probably the forthcoming shows. For oh, like okay. The end of next year. Okay. Um, so were they names then? No, not really. You know, sort of like wouldn't be playing in a pub at Edinburgh for like 50 people, maybe like 100 people. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, and it, the, the first guy just, and the, the first guy, you know, when some a set starts going wrong, and rather than just going, okay, maybe this material isn't good, let's throw everything else. Yeah. They turn on the audience. Oh, no, no, no. So he started, like, accusing us of not understanding the joke. Yeah, that's we right. You're a like, thick audience. Yeah. That's going to win people round. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we understand your jokes, mate. They're just not very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's brilliant. I wish I'd seen that. Because I did anyone guy, shout back? No, it's no, it's because you're pony, mate. Yeah, they didn't actually. Some guy did try to heckle, but he was a bit drunk, so it didn't really go that well. Um, but yeah, the second guy was actually pretty funny and was obviously a bit more uh, practice. You could tell he'd been there for a lot, a lot longer. Um, but then, and he kind of had the audience in the palm of his hand, and then he started sort of like going on this really militant atheist thing at the end. I don't oh. think any audience was religious. Oh. But it just didn't sit well, and he didn't pick up that it wasn't sitting well. It's like, oh yeah, we get it. You don't believe in God, and he just sort of went on and on and on and on. And just by the end of it, but, everyone's just like, yeah. but 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 we, you know, comedians have to fail to um, to get to the the good stuff. And were there, were there other comedians on that did well? No, it was literally the two of them. Oh. So usually on this night, there are like about sort of like six or seven comedians doing twenty minute sets. Um, oh, that's a bit. That's a bit rubbish. So to do like fifty-minute sets each, um, like previews, and I guess seeing what worked and what didn't. But it was mainly what didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being told by Gareth that Glocken is Bell, so it's Bell Play. Um, play oh dear. Play. Well, yeah, that's, that sounds like some, uh, something that's maybe illegal now. Come on. Okay, you're not allowed to play. Well, you, I've, I'm, I've stopped. Richard, I've censored myself. There we go. I've managed to censor myself. Um, Kieran. Hello. Hello, Kieran. Hi, mate. You're all right. I'm all right, Kieran. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Um, first time caller, so I'm a bit, bit nervous. A lot of fun. Did I, is tonight showing you and newish callers only? Because we've had loads of new calls, which is brilliant. Yeah, well, um, I've, I've listened to you for the last what, two months, I oh, think, okay. and um, quite, you know, I've been impressed with the way you've come forward uh, with regards to, because you suffered with your own mental health, yes. and uh, as I have myself, yeah. um, back in 2005, I had a, I had a breakdown, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I suffer now with uh, depression and psychothemia. What and psychosemia? Psychosemia, yeah. It's, What's that? It is a form of it, um, bipolar. Oh, okay, okay. It, um, uh, somebody famous, can't think of his name now, called it uh, bipolar light. But um, yes, it is a form of it. Um, I don't. You don't get the the very very embarrassing highs yeah. as people with bipolar do, but you do get a, a high and a low as well. So, it's, so is it? Would, would it be fair to say it's sort of somewhere in the middle? Yes. Correct. Okay. Right. On, on both. On both. On both the highs and the lows. Correct. 
Okay, all right, all right. But mm, or maybe not the lows. The oh. lows can be very, very low. Oh, so you still get the re- <laughs> God. So you still get the really yeah. lows, but you don't yeah. get the very highs. You just get a bit highs. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. When I'm uh, when I'm sounds like I'm taking drugs, but when I'm high, um, it's um, it can increase my crea- creativity, yeah. my um, ability to link um, A to Z. You know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I don't... I'm not bipolar, but I do very, very occasionally, very, very occasionally, I'll get the highs. And I will... You're right. I suddenly become incredibly creative, and I will have five... Five things go on go on the go at once. Yeah, but that must help you in your profession and being. Yeah, a, yeah, always oh, doing that. I can you sit, know, you're I, you're gonna be you're gonna link things so much. Yeah, than you would I can sit at my computer and I will literally have yeah. eight or ten windows open yeah, and I'll be no. writing something and then I'll just flip through all the windows. But I don't get that very often. That's kind of a rarity for me. And yeah. um, uh, it, it, when I I, when I recognize it when I get it, and I well, go out I have and, that around three times three, four times a year where right. I'm that um, create, uh, that high, yeah. you know. But no, I was just uh, sort of reason for phoning is just, yes. just to give you a uh, pat on the back, really, because, you know, irrelevant people like the Katie Hopkins and the Trumps yeah. um, of this world are, you must got see them as irrelevant. People like that, yeah. Well, Trump's pre- Trump is president of the United States. He's I know, be but the president. they are still irrelevant as human beings. Mm. They are immo- um, immoral, or amoral, what I should say, yeah. human beings. I pity them. Um, I, I, you know, he, uh, Trump is a father. Like I've got four children. You've got children. Yeah, but would I you would know. you go out with any of your children if you weren't their dads? Because he would. He'd go out with his daughter if she wasn't his daughter. Put it this way: that there's that's pretty sick, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's incredible, and they still voted him in after saying that. But then, because it's an element, that's why I'm saying it's it's this element of hate. This hate of by I believe in the Bible. I'm one of Jehovah's Witnesses. I I, you know, and it says in in the Bible that um, in the last days uh, of this system, not the world or anything. Good is will become bad, and bad oh. will become good. Oh, hang on a minute. We're not in last days, are we? Well... Are we getting in, close? <laughs> oh. I, I believe, well, I'm not going to start preaching to you or anything. But. At the end of the day, yeah. um, in the Bible, there have been um, prophecies that are coming true. But oh, I'm not going to no, say anything. It's getting close to rapture. Oh, no, not no. rapture. I Actually, there's a lot of things like rapture and all that that have been completely made up. Oh, they don't even. They're not in the Bible. Oh, like hellfire. Another thing, not in the Bible. All made up, just to try and suppress people, mainly by the Catholic Church. So you know um, those types of things. All I like the sound of rapture. Rapture is where um, <laughs> it, on the like the fi- is it the final the day? Yeah, yeah, you get zapped up in like a a, 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 a a massive light or something. Well, yeah, like a UFO. Type yeah, I like the sound thing. of rapture. Yeah. Have you seen that film? It's, ter- it's a terrible <laughs> film, but it's got um, um, those young American comedians, uh, American actors in it playing themselves. And Rihanna is in it, playing herself, and they're having a party, and then during the party, Rapture 
happens. And have, have you seen that? It's a, it's it's quite it's a bad yeah, film, but it's, it's um, something I wouldn't really watch. Yeah, you would not sounds, watch that. No. It's pretty rubbish, actually. But yeah. there we are. Um, yeah, I I, I I quite like science fiction, but that, that's that's a bit rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Now, what I just just like to say is thank thank you for giving people like me uh, the confidence to ring ring up oh. people like you. Well, thank you, man. Um, because I'm I'm not naturally a confident guy anyway. Um, so thank you and uh, good luck in the future and ignore the haters. And if I was you, like just come off Twitter. Yeah, you, know, you I, don't need to be on. I that. wish. Oh, Kieran, you're I not. Wish, you're not hate. You're no, not, you don't represent hate. I wish I could, but Ke- but Twitter is so good. I suppose advertising this radio show. You. And advertising shows. I wish I could. I wish I could close down my Twitter account and walk away from it. I can't. I think I'm addicted to it in the same way that people get addicted to drugs and alcohol. I'm addicted to it. (laughs) I am. I'm addicted to it. I know what you mean. I'm I'm justifying it in my head. Of course I could walk away from it and my life would be immeasurably better, but I I can't. People people are nasty uh, essentially because it's uh, one, the way they're brought up. To what they're feeding their minds on continually, yeah, and also the gutter press and the gutter media and the hate and the the popular thing is now to oh like jump on the bandwagon of right all oh, these nasty Muslims these nasty whoever you know that's you know at the end of the day treating others the way you want to be treated like Jesus said is it such a bad thing really no of course not. Nice to talk to you, Kieran. Thanks for calling, mate. You too. Bye bye. Um, last twenty minutes of the show, Catherine, get your ass in here. Um, dear callers, we have no calls lined up for the first time. Uh, I said this week was going to be a tough sell from the point of calls. Um, I think we've had more calls the last couple of nights we've had in a while, and they've they've all been um, well interesting at the very least. Uh, if you want to give us a call, now will be an excellent time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, I'm just waiting for Facebook to catch up because I've moved the camera around. There we go. Put it down a little bit. Or should I move my chair up? No. It's, don't worry. We're in... There's a slight delaying turn. <laughs> And you're grinning like an idiot. Why is it not moving? Oh, I don't, even, for ages. I don't even care. It don't matter. You can just about. I don't even me. care. I don't even care anymore. There, there we go. There's Wait. No, oh, oh, too oh, high. Oh, no, that's good. That'll do. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Not, hang on, it's going. Up, it's going up. This now. isn't going to help. I'm going to get more filth. There we go. Fixed. Boom. Boom. There we go. You see, guys. Um, Dave is on the line. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Dave. Hello, Dave. Dave. Hello, Dave. Dave, can you hear me, Dave? Dave! He's there. Dave, you massive plum! Hello, mate. Sorry, you've got all... You've got all Dalek on. Hang on a minute. Sometimes I move you to a different line. Is Is that better, Dave? Right, uh, Ed, give Dave a call back because he's preferably on a not a space yes. line. Let me speak to William. W- 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 William, 
Hello. Hello, William. Good evening. Welcome. Bienvenue. Thank you for calling. What would you like to say? Um, is that Ian? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think, you it's, you think um, it's going to be? <laughs> I don't expect to get through straight away, to be honest with well, you. Well, we've, we've um, only, you're, you, uh, towards the end of the show, we've got no calls. We've got you and we, we're, we're ringing Dave back. So, um, you know, chop, 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 chowdy, yeah, chowdy. Well, I've just ducked out from my work on a quick break um, because I work night shift every night. So oh, man. I don't normally get a chance to call, but I've been listening to it for ages, but I never actually get the chance to call in. What, you, what you're doing that means you've got to work through the night? I uh, work in an office in Glasgow. Through the night? Uh, through the night, yep. Oh, There's man. guys that work day shift, and then we work through the night. Oh, so. mate. How, how, you fi- how long have you been doing that for? <sighs> Just over a year. How are you finding it? Well, it's all right. Um, I mean, I don't get to see my kids as much as I'd like, but yeah. it needs to be done. It needs must, so. Yeah, I suppose so. It's a, how, And how are you feeling? Because um, uh, uh, well, night shift is not is not supposed to be a particularly healthy lifestyle, both yeah. physically and mentally. I've, that I've heard that you, your body can only cope with it for so long yeah. before you start, you know, seeing the consequences, but I try and get a decent bit of sleep during the day, so. Yeah. Well, good, good. Hey, listen, I'm not, you know, if it's working for you, mate, that's good. What have you got for us, William? Well, I'd called kind of two reasons, really. I, I know you get a lot of people calling up in relation to depression and stuff like that. Yes. I can't say personally that I, I think that I'm on the level of that, but, I mean, in the past I have been kind of having strange thoughts, so to speak. But yeah. I'm, I'm really thinking that I don't trust modern medicine or... The, the practices of the, the way that they do things, really, because I think a lot of doctors are influenced by a lot of these pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, yeah. And they quite easily put people on antidepressants and all the rest of it, and I don't think that it's necessarily the best course of action for some people. Oh, no, definitely. It's definitely not. For some people it is, and for some people it isn't. And I do... Yeah. The thing about doctors, yes, I, I do wonder about backhanders and, you know, bonuses and things being given if you prescribe this drug. But also... Um, your GP's got you for 10 minutes. They've got 10 minutes to make an assessment on how nuts you are and whether, you know, whether pills are going to help or not. Also, I've heard instances yeah. of people not being offered, like, talking therapies or counselling. They get, just get the medication straight away. But I guess that's... Yes. Yeah, so quickly and, and easily dealt with. And, and are they actually getting to the, the, the problem? And, or... of course, in 10 minutes, you can't. 10 minutes, you, 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 you can't do it. And I... Hey, listen. The card's on the table. I'm very lucky. For several years now, I, I I pay and see a private doctor. When it comes to mental health, the GP stuff, I still go to the GP. And I've booked an appointment next week for my throat. Good. Um, Do but, you to drive you? No. But but I've been seeing this wonderful doctor at the the um, at the priory, and I'm lucky enough that I can kind of, I can't really afford it at the moment actually because funds are a little bit tight, so I, I kind of space out going to see him. But I get a half hour session with him, and we talk about stuff, and I can go and see him, and he'll, he'll tinker with the the meds a bit and raise this and take this one the thing down. Thing is, and... look, I know it's expensive, and you've said that to me before, yeah. but. What price, what price your mental health? What price life? What price well, life? And it is that. It's just, it it yep. comes down to survival, doesn't it? Yes. But but then you got people um, who can't afford that. And, 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 you know, it's a lot of money. Who can't afford yeah. that. And you have to go to the GP yeah. and you've got 10 minutes. And not every GP gets it, although they're a lot better now. And, and um, you know, it's kind of dependent on who you see. And <laughs> 10 minutes ain't, ain't long enough to sort anyone out. Well, I mean, I don't know that this is going to have a bit of a kind of tangent, but 
I know you obviously like kind of speak fondly of like your kind of past when you kind of maybe smoked a bit of weed or did a bit of other stuff. Yeah, whatever there's you did a little bit of that going uh, on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but you know, I think though that in a way, the way society treats those drugs, like I mean, just for talking sake, say for instance, you were still interested in smoking a little bit of weed. Yes. Would you and yourself feel better? for the fact that you, you did that, then you wouldn't necessarily need to kind of take the antidepressants. It, that would, it wouldn't work. Smoking weed wouldn't affect me in a... doesn't affect me in a positive way, and it didn't affect me in a positive way for a very, very long time. Um, uh, so, that you know, the creativity and the giggles and all of that stuff, that went after, very, very, after a very short time. Um, but I, I don't think weed is particularly good for depression, certainly not for mine. Mm. But I, but I don't think we, you know, I, I, I think that smoking weed uh, is not the worst thing in the world that you could possibly do. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I think that society, the way society perceives it, is that, and the way people are made to perceive it, is that they associate it with with bad things, and not not necessarily that, just any drugs, really. Because I mean, I, the only thing I've ever done is smoke weed. To be honest with you, I've never done anything else. But if somebody wants to take something in the living an, an honest life, working and, and getting by, and that's their only vice, then who's to say that they can't do I've that? I've seen more violent nutcases boozed up than than stoned. And I was never... I'm not really... The, should we legalise it? I, I've never really had a... I've never really cared about that argument until I went and interviewed Baroness... Do you remember? I can't remember. Yeah, Meecher. Meecher. Yeah. Baroness Meecher, who um, had conducted... Uh, she's a, in the House of Lords, and I got to go interview her in the House of Lords, it was incredible. She's conducted um, an all-party, you know, research paper into the, the effects of cannabis. And, and she's looked at all the evidence from all over the world, and it, it was a long thing. And I sat down and spoke with her, and she basically um, explained to me why she thinks that legalising cannabis would be a good idea. And she knows all the facts. Mm. She knows all the facts. And uh, so I kind of think if if she says it's a good idea, I kind of think it's a good idea. Of course, when they presented that report to the government, they ignored it because <laughs> it said something that didn't want it to say. I've got a theory and it's, it sounds nuts, but yes. bear with me. Yes, OK. Right, you know, this country is now addicted to caffeine with yes. coffees, really strong coffee, stuff yeah. that we didn't get. 10 years ago. Beautiful. I think I'd be interested to speak to doctors about the amount of anxiety that they're oh. treating as a result of that. Yeah, well, we, we went nuts on that Starbucks that's coffee. That's what I that mean. I've, I've given up, well, pretty much given up caffeine well, as yeah. a result of battering this, like, really strong coffee. But we were drinking it in the mornings, weren't we, when we were yeah, doing yeah, breakfast? Yeah. We were drinking it like water. It didn't have an effect on us anymore. And I bought this really strong stuff. Yeah. And I swear to you, one weekend, because I left it at work, one weekend, I had the biggest downer yeah. I've ever had in my life, to the point where I was looking up, you know, on NHS Direct, looking up low mood and stuff. I couldn't work out what was wrong you with me. You were jonesing. Totally, totally withdrawing from it. And when I came off coffee, coffee completely, I had about three days yeah. of proper withdrawal I symptoms. I saw you drinking a normal Coke earlier on. Oh, that's what I mean. I've pretty much Sorry. given it up. <laughs> coffee, though. <laughs> no, but coffee. <laughs> coffee something oh, yeah, else. Yeah. William, listen, I'm going to move on uh, because we've got loads of calls to get through, uh, which is odd for this time. Thank you for that. Dave, we've got you back. Hello, buddy. You all right? There we go. There we go. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you, Dave. What you got for us? What's what, 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 what's up with Eddie Baby, the, the caller a little while ago with his end of the day 
I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, people uh, do it a lot, you know. Oh. Once you notice oh. it, I tell you, you what annoys me. What annoys me is the people who don't listen. When you say, "Are you going to listen?" They go, "Go on then, go on, make your point." And then you make yeah. your point, and you've obviously finished. And they they're silent. They're going, "Oh, I was waiting for you to finish." That noise, yeah. guys, come on. That's what twelve-year-olds. No, not even twelve-year-olds. That's what seven-year-olds do. That's that's yeah. that's you, you've completely lost the argument once you start. Oh, I was waiting for you to finish. I finished. Mm. Yeah. So, um, petulance. But yeah, but you know. Wait, hey, listen, Dave, don't forget to have a miserable Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, listen, I'm, I'm going to night into crisis at Christmas, so someone's going to have a nice Christmas lunch on me. Don't worry about that. Well, you should, uh, well, you know. You should be serving it up. Don't you just donate. You should be serving it <laughs> I cannot wait for the Christmas dinner. This shows how old I am now. The highlight yeah. of Christmas Day for me is the Christmas dinner. Mm. That's all I'll be waiting about is the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. yeah. The highlight for me, the cheese afterwards. I'll be oh. on that all night. Eee, cats on the cheese. Cheese and, Brussels, cheese and Brussels sprouts. One more thing here, yes, please, then. if yes. I may. Of course you can. Um, years gone by, you used to have a, quite a good rapport with a young lady called Vinnie. Is she, is she still about? Vinnie calls up yeah. right at the very end of the show about once yeah. every six weeks. Oh, okay. Literally, the th- last 30 seconds, Vinny, her number will pop up on my screen, and right. I'll put her through, and she'll go, um, yeah, I think you're rubbish. And that'll be the oh. end of the show. Yeah. About once every six weeks. Okay. Oh, but she's, she's, she's still okay, She's though. still alive. She's still there, and she's still unimpressed. And she's still living with her mum. Ah, oh, Dave, I'm going to go, because I want to squeeze in. We've got loads of calls. Look, let's, let's, um, Manny. Let's go to Manny. Evening, Manny. Morning. Uh, no, it, we've no. It's evening. Well, it's morning. Well, we've, we've not had a sleep. Um, the rules. Come on. You've got to have a sleep before you can say morning. Okay. Thank you. Should have ended bloody Eddie's day, shouldn't you? S- say that again, Manny. Eh? Huh? Should have ended bloody Eddie's day. Hey. 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 Oh, it's like a fun vacuum. You know these people that slag other people off? Like you. <laughs> like you've just done. <laughs> yeah, but he really did. He really did. How would, how, how would they like it if, say, that had happened to, say, their brother and sister, and then somebody's, you know, sort of slagging them off? Oh, you mean like in the case of Joe Cox and stuff? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. of course they of course they wouldn't. But we're all it's snowflakes for being upset about these things. The world has got a nastier place, and you will not be able to get the genie back in the bottle. It's out there now. There's no going back from it, I'm afraid. It's like, it's like that Andio with when Alex, who found, you know, he takes a piss out of you sometimes. Oh, I'm not even worried about him. He's, he's, he's a he silly... Should, he should have an arsehole to him, bloody he's Listen, he's, he's a jealous little troll. And I, here's the thing, because I, well, I got into a little spat with him on Twitter. Here's the thing. I'm, I, I would love for him to... I've offered him a slot. You remember when he was threatening me with the police because mm-hmm. someone on his Wikipedia page called him a nonce? Terrible business. Uh, yeah. I um, mean, he, he thought it was me and he threatened me. And I... I didn't have a clue what he was talking about, but I said, look... look uh, um, I can't remember what his real name is, Alex. If you want to come on the show, you, I'd love to have you on the show. And that, that invitation... Because he sends really long emails, which sounds to me like someone who wants to talk. No, no, honestly, it's an open... I, I, I still like... The invitation is there. If he wants to come on as a guest on the show or do a little showbiz feature once every now and then, I'd be well up for that. Totally up for that. Anyway, we've ended, we're out of time now. So that's, um, that's it. That's your lot. Camera back on me, the good-looking one. Ha! 
Um, Edward, thank you very much. Catherine, thank you very much. Oh, don't forget, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Uh, we're on New Year's Eve. I forgot to, we got the Chris, the New Year's Eve jingles and I forgot to fire them off. We'll do them tomorrow. Well, I've not heard them. you got one. Uh, what? Yep. Oh, disappointing. Uh, the two mics are probably up next and they're very, very funny. Ta-ta. It's turkey time on Talk Radio. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm just a big kid and I love Christmas so much. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.